Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. This is episode 46. My name is Tyler. I'm your host today. Alongside me, my co-host, Bobby and Brendy. Say what's up, boys. Yo! Wait, wait, you're just the host for today? Like, yeah, just today. He's uh, Just today. I'm he's, quitting. He's a fill He's an intern. Okay. No, I'm leaving this horrid podcast. And where, where are you going? Where's your next destination? Fox News. Ooh, holy God. <laughs> I'm ending the show. That's it. We're canceled, boys. It was a good run. Uh, well, you know, uh, I just had to throw me and me and Brandy were talking about Fox News before the podcast, so I, I figured missed I'd that bring discussion? it back. Oh, you boy. did. Damn. This is what happens when you. We were talking get about stuck in major, rush hour. we were talking about major media in general. Not just Tyler yes. never talks politics and media, and of course, I miss the one time he does. It wasn't much. It wasn't. Combat. It wasn't politics. I don't care. It's more than we'll ever get out of him ever. <laughs> well, I was here for it. I'm you smart. So. I know. I'm pissed. Somebody who always talks politics, our boy Zick, he's out today. Um, injury report says he's going to be out for about a week with a ruptured rectum. Um, so we'll see if he'll be back <laughs> next week. Not sure yet. Because um, he was out last week, too. But he how, did, us how, late. how does he poop? He hmm. doesn't. Yeah, he, he he's kind of he's builds clogged. And builds he, and he he is the pipes it, it, are about to burst. It's 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 literally <laughs> the pipes just like are about it, to burst. It's like held in until like it gets <laughs> fixed and then it all just comes out. If you guys can't tell, we're that, filling so in for Zach's nasty. thought of the week with this talk because uh, this is what he would usually bring up. Some so guys, like what's this. your favorite type of poop? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're gonna move on to our next topic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so today on the podcast, there's no easy way to transition from that. Uh, nope, today on the podcast, zero. we're going to talk about the Houston Astros situation and the controversy around that. Speaking of uh, poop. Uh, yeah, more <laughs> came Speaking <laughs> of literal bullshit. <laughs> more came out about that today. We will touch on that. We have a lot and, to talk about. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, we'll hit in case you missed it in the middle and then follow up uh, with a discussion on pace of play um, in sports with... Uh, an emphasis on commercial breaks and instant replay, slowing down games. But we'll start off with the Astros talk. Um, a lot coming out this off season, which you know what? Like most off seasons are usually pretty boring, especially in. I mean, maybe I'm a bit biased because I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but um, I do like the sport, and uh, off seasons are pretty pretty boring usually. Uh, not this not this off season. This off season has been a uh, just absolute shit show there's no really <laughs> other way to put it uh with the whole Houston Astros cheating scandal going on so we're going to talk about that today and um again some other stuff came out today that we'll touch on as well so let's start off uh I guess from the beginning um and I, I this there's there's a few shout outs I'm gonna get through today and I, I guess I'll get them out out of the way right away which is the athletic um i love the athletic this is yeah. kind of where this all started and number two john boy media on on youtube who um <laughs> who bobby said before the show we feel like hippies about because uh we found him when he only had a few a few thousand subscribers and he came up in my recommended one day and i just mm. like i just went from there and, he, and he's been influential in uh in this process actually um and it's kind of crazy like i don't know if we've ever seen that in sports before where like a some random you know guy and i mean i guess you can call him a media outlet now comes out and really just breaks breaks some ice on all this so yeah 
shout out to to those two uh, entities. But John Boy seems uh, like a cool dude too. Yeah, what? he does. He he does. <laughs> I, I I watched a lot of his stuff and uh, hey, I really John like Boy, him. if you ever want to come on the show, open it <laughs> any point in time. Anytime. I, he, yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so so yeah, so it starts out in November with a article from the Athletics. Um, pitcher Mike Fears, uh, who pitched with the Astros uh, back in the 2017 season when they won the World Series, the season that uh, the accusations come out against them, uh, has a has an article with the Athletic, um, and basically says that there was cheating going on with the Astros, saying that there was a video camera in center field uh, that was able to steal opposing teams' signs. Um, this launched MLB investigation, uh, which uh, went through a lot of things, and this is kind of where John Boy comes in. Um, I'm pretty sure there is a video of it's like the Astros versus the White Sox at some game in the in the uh, regular season, and you can clearly hear a banging and a whistling um, throughout some of the Astros at bats. Um, and you can also see the picture for the White Sox. Like every time he like hears stuff, he like sometimes steps off the mound, um, and it's just like a very weird thing. Um, so this again, I'll start with the athletic article. This comes out, and the MLB launches an investigation, um, which leads us, you know, for a two-month journey really. And now we get to January, uh, where you know we're finally at uh, points of punishment, and um, and you know, coming after the Astros did do this, and Ooh. now there's other stuff coming out. Um, so, so yeah, w- let, let's kind of take a break here and start off with what is your guys' take on this, uh, on the whole science stealing thing to begin with? Because science stealing, it's no secret in the MLB that science stealing takes place, except there's legal ways and there's illegal ways. Um, and what the Astros did is obviously illegal. You're not allowed to use any electronic devices to steal the signs. And, um, you know, if on, in most cases, if there's a guy on second base, uh, in any given baseball game, his job really is to try to, uh, steal signs or try to get the get their coding and try to figure it out and then relay that to the hitter that's acceptable um <laughs> this is not so no. what is your kind of take on just uh science stealing all in general <sighs> it, i mean it, it, tipping pitches is one thing like i mean there's nothing wrong with like you know if the third base coach or somebody or even a batter from the dugout notices um the signs from a dugout that's that's fine i mean that's 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 no different than figuring out somebody's telling poker right i mean it's really no different um i see nothing wrong with that and that you know if they come to the dugout or if they're able to kind of sign to the batter what kind of what's going on that's all cool it's when you use stuff that's outside of the ballpark that as everybody has said that it kind of is an issue and with you know the john boy video he he's absolutely right when he says like it's so quick from when the batter gives the sign to when the trash can gets hit that it doesn't seem quite possible that it's somebody like a coach or somebody in the dugout watching and relaying that information to uh the guy hitting the trash can there has to be a camera posted somewhere aimed right at the catcher which i think they proved at this point in in their investigation like and it, it's so quick like there has to be like a, a whole relay system going on from that camera through a radio or whatever the hell like it's it's or, or i think it was a monitor right so they had a monitor yeah a monitor 
and monitors set up. Like, it, it's just so quick. And that's when it's, like, a little over the line, it seems like, at least to me anyway. You, you, you want to know who I think did it? I think it was the camera guy underneath the scoreboard that records all the all the games for the networks. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a Patriot situation then. Yeah, it, he's paid by, like, every team to steal signs. Mm. So well, I, I want to find their website or their, their Facebook page. Like, you want to steal signs from the opposing team? Hire me. Oh, one five 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 five. Like it is interesting to me because I would like to know, like a lot of what's been murky, at least to me, out of out of the situation is who was actually involved in this. So mm-hmm. by by what I've heard, and and so I guess the next part of this is what the fallout is and the punishment. Um, so as a result uh, of the of the scandal and everything going on, uh, a few things happened. Um, AJ Hinch, uh, got suspended. Uh, he was, uh, fired, um, by the Astros and Jeff Lunau was also suspended for a year, but he also got fired. Uh, they also lost $5 million and, uh, a first round pick in 2020 and 2021 as, as well as second round picks as well in those years. So that happens, and then it comes out that Alex Cora, the Boston Red Sox manager who was a part of the team, uh, he was involved, so he gets fired. And now today, Carlos Beltran gets fired before he's even had that game with the Mets. Weirdest one of all, I think. So, so so the thing that you have to take too is um, Carlos Beltran was a player uh, for the Astros at this point in time, so. It sounds like, from what I've heard, like AJ Hinch and Jeff Lunell, they knew about it but didn't stop it. But I've also heard things like AJ Hinch wasn't happy about it at all, but like didn't stop it again. And then it sounds like the player, like it's very murky who was actually involved. Obviously, the players. Uh, I'm not saying Carlos Beltran because he's a manager now. He was a player at the time, um, but the players aren't getting any discipline. It's just you know the the managers and stuff like that. But that's what's been really murky to me, and who's actually been involved. Um, you have guys that are on different teams now, um, and, and it's just very interesting. Um, um, so, so, so uh, sorry, you said no player, like none of the players uh, have actually been punished yet? Yeah, so um, besides, like I said, Carlos Beltran, but that's because he came became a manager. Okay, I'm just curious because um, – I forget exactly what his name was, but they, it kind of reminds me of. Um, I, I I don't want to like compare two completely different events, but it kind of reminds me of the uh, the nineteen nineteen World Series. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about that, that was the infamous um, Black Sox. The Black Sox. Well, yeah. the uh, at the yeah the basically the Black Sox scandal. Um, between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago White Sox, I don't, I don't know why it's Black Sox, but I get I guess just you know whatever. But there was uh, but there there was a, a couple a couple of players uh, that were like not involved in the World Series fix, but they knew about it uh, and didn't report it. But and like they went on to you know have a you know they went on to play the series and whatever. But the the league found out about it, and they said it didn't matter. They didn't report it to us, so therefore, they were a part of the fix, and as such, were you know were, were banned from baseball. Mm-hmm. So um, I I'm curious if if this is something if something like this um, you know like this is happening now, 
if uh, you know the players that know about it might get some sort of punishment, even if they weren't a hundred percent involved. Well, yeah. I, I, they, they, uh, they, the entire team has to know, right? Yeah, I was gonna they say they have to. I mean, I, I can't imagine. Uh, like, why would they selectively choose certain players to do this with? Like, the entire team has to have known. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I, I think it's gonna be hard for them to be to be like picking and choosing guys and maybe that's the case I, I i wanted to correct something i said earlier too um i guess technically alex cora and carlos beltran haven't been disciplined they just got fired from their jobs for their involvement but they weren't actually disciplined well, by the mlb i was about to say i wasn't really including them since since um um since like beltran had like had a manager job like he's not like actually an active player i especially mm-hmm. like i i'm talking about like you know, if an active player might get, you know, banned for, or not banned, yeah. but um, suspended for a few months or a year or something. I, I mean, mm. unless they have concrete evidence that, like, shows them, you know, do like, because I, I, obviously, like, these players all knew, um, and the MLB knows that. Like, I, I, you would have to imagine the whole, at least the batters. That. At least How the batters. I'm not talking about, maybe not some of the pitchers, I don't know, but I would assume that that was the case but uh but you know i don't uh, unless you have like concrete evidence that you could see them being a part of it or what like i don't think they can really do anything about every, that every player though has walked by that big ass monitor that's like, what i'm saying every, like that, every that, day. that that's exactly that's exactly why i think that not every player knew though because if too many people know about it and like Let's say, like, someone from the Astros, like, you know, while the whole thing was going on, got traded to a different team, then uh, then chances are, you know, they might they might spill the beans or something. I would disagree on the simple fact that, like, who's going to – because, really, when you first hear this story, and, and, and this isn't the first time the Astros have been accused for something like this. Like, I mean, the, the story comes from 2010. Or, I'm sorry, 2010. 2017, sorry. 2017. That's where the, most of the incidents are being cited here. So this is the first time, and there's there's people who claim that they've kind of been doing shit like this for years, but can never really prove it, right? So you gotta imagine that, like, if an Astros player comes out and says, "Oh, hey, did you know we had a camera in center field that linked to a monitor inside a uh, inside the dugout that was trained on the catcher's signals, and then a pitcher or I'm sorry, or another player would hit a trash can to signal a pitch they would probably think you were crazy they had to talk to multiple people to really confirm that that's somewhat of like a, but, something they can investigate but you know it, but I mean? it but it works though and and I, I think of the New Orleans Saints bounty gate it was an anonymous Saints player that uh, that reported it to uh, I think it was the commissioner's office and they looked into that and it turned out to be true but there's got there's got to be some intimidation factors here right I mean, there has to be like you, you get you get, in the, you know, it's the same thing with the when we, we talked a couple episodes ago about the, the Marner, Mitch Marner, Babcock situation, right? Like he 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 did something he didn't want to do because he was a rookie and he was afraid that he was going to get in trouble with his teammates and the coach if he didn't do one or the other. Right. So he had to pick the, you know, the, the, the I guess, least consequential option pick which your is to do what his coach said. You know what I mean? So I got to think there was a little bit of intimidation at like if somebody spills the beans, are either going to be cut or there's going to be like a benching or whatever the hell it could possibly be. I, I this is obviously just an assumption. Not I don't know if they ever proved this in an investigation, but I got to think there was some type of intimidation factor there, right? Because what what other base you know, there had to at least be a couple of guys who looked at this and go, this isn't right. 
But then what are they supposed to do? And, and it should it should be noted like this is like a develop like an ongoing developing story like we, yeah. there might be some major breaking news like tomorrow morning about this that like you know we might completely miss just cuz of bad so, timing. Well, I was going to say, I mean, we're seeing stuff tonight going out. There's stuff circulating about not even the Astros, but other teams and other players. The um, memes are out, let me say that right now. <laughs> I'm on Twitter right now, and it is bad. I mean, we're at the point, and, and uh, it's, maybe it's too early to say this, but, I mean, this could be a really, like, this might be the iceberg tipping here for the MLB because, like, if all this stuff comes out and all this history comes out about all this and that, like, it's just going to keep spiraling, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm hoping it's not the case, and maybe it's just like, okay, it's just this one team that's doing it, but um, there's a lot going on right now. And uh, and like I said, there's it's all rumors at this point, and all like, so you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt, but some there, of the stuff coming out now is interesting. But there, w- I, I refuse to believe that they're the only team doing something like this. I'm not saying every team is doing something to this extreme but i mean baseball has always been the sport where people are going to have always tried to bend the rules and try and get as far as they can before they get caught and i know we're going to get to the punishment in a little bit here but i mean really after everything that just happened and the punishment that came through i don't think that's going to scare any other team from still continuing to bend the rules going forward i mean baseball is just that sport you know uh, that's I mean the amount of scandals that this sport has had over the years compared to the other big four sports like it, it, it's always baseball I don't think this stops you're probably gonna have a, some other scandal in the next 10 years I mean it just seems like that's the trend these days well that's why I said I think the snowball effect hopefully it doesn't happen but it could happen but that, that was my next point I want to bring up is so the uh, the discipline that I talked about so it was the suspension for the GM and the ma- the manager the $5 million fine and taking away the their first and second round picks for the next two years. Um, do you think that this punishment was good enough? I know a lot of people are saying, like, the World Series should be taken away. Like, where do you guys s- – do you, do you think it should have went to that extent? Do you think this is too little? Like, what do you think it should have been? Just thoughts on it all together. What, what, what exactly – I mean, so let's let's look at the suspension just as it is real quick. Two million dollars is fucking chump change, five, dear. Five, five, five million from is yeah. still chump yeah, change. Yeah. Please give me a break. Yeah. Five million is not even remotely enough for this. And then, so what? They'd suspend the manager and the GM for a year, but they yeah. eventually got let go. Both of them, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fine, I guess. But that's really it. That after all this garbage, this is what you come up with. I, man. I would have put some extra, a little bit of extra sauce yeah, on that. I'm that, not that's, for taking away the World Series, but there there had to be more than that. that Come on. That's that's why I suggested like that they need to have some sort of international punishment as I'm well. I'm totally with you on that one. Like that, because, that is absolutely what I'm for. So here's the thing when it, for me when it comes to like I'll I'll say the draft. So the MLB the Major League Baseball draft compared to the other. Uh, other major sports in my opinion like if you like if a team gets punished and like gets their first or second round pick taken away in baseball it doesn't hurt them as much as it would for the other sports right um because okay like the first round pick like that might hurt but here's the thing like in, in a major league baseball draft in the first round only about like 
four or five of those dudes are making an all-star game. Mm-hmm. Um, or even making it to the league. Or I was about to say, like, maybe half of them don't even... Well, I'm not going to say that. I'll say, like... I'll say a majority of them do, but there's always some that don't. But, I mean, you can say that for every sport. Mm. But... But... And, and the Major League Baseball draft has 40 rounds, if not more. And um, there's always that diamond in the rough in baseball. So it's not going to hurt them that much for them to get um, draft picks taken away. Um, mm-hmm. Or at, at least at least that few draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I seriously think they should have had some sort of international penalty similar to what the, uh, the Braves got a, what the Braves got last season. Uh, with their illegal signings, I just I want to I want to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming because the Iron Sheik has weighed in on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I just want to read this real quick. Jose Altuve and Jabroni Astros know that buzzers oh and trash cans can't signal them when Camel Clutch coming to make them cry like little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like that needed to be added for some reason, but yes. I think um, the people kind of saying that the World Series needs to be vacated. Like I don't. I don't think it needs to go that far. I mean, I will say now that all this has come out, there's definitely going to be an asterisk next to their World Series, um, and, uh, and and you know, maybe not. Not going to say maybe that's enough because that's not. But I'm saying like maybe people just don't take it as serious. I don't know, but I I think that's a little far. Um, I think that i i really don't know what the punishment is and and i don't think this is enough i don't um i think as brandy said i think there should be some international international uh punishment but i don't know what that line is and it's very like i said murky because of all the players uh you know none of the players are getting disciplined and and you don't know who is involved in this and that so i don't know but like i said i i think this is not enough well, let's 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 entertain the notion of the World Series for for a few minutes. Let's 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 rationalize this. So th- let's discuss pros and cons of the of taking away the World Series. Okay, so I mean, I, I would think any team would learn their lesson after um, getting a World Series taken away. I mean, sure, that, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And sure, they can't market um, they can't market it, which is great. But for the at least near future. No one's gonna forget who raised the trophy at the end of the season. Like that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the thing. Now I'll say I, I I'm forgetting their names. Um, the guys who usually are on the Yes Network who have been doing a lot on this situation. Yeah, um, I, I don't know who they are, but I know who you're talking. I about. forget the names. I've been watching them a lot during the situation because they uh, they've talked to Buck Showalter a bunch of times about this. And yeah, they've they've, they've they've talked a lot, so they've been they've been interesting to listen to. So one thing he did say though. Um, which is interesting is like, okay, let's say 200 years from now. Okay. Uh, we're going to be dead, but 200 (laughs) years from now, somebody looks back in the MLB history book and, you know, list of world series champions. Let's, let's assume Wikipedia is still going to be around and you find the list of, uh, world series champions. There's going to be a vacancy. And then people who might not know, because I mean, 200 years is a long time. Like imagine somebody talking about this situation 200 years from now, like, they're going to do research and they're going to find all this stuff. Is that a good thing or a bad thing that there's this vacancy and that they go and find this scandal again? You know what I mean? Like, is that a good thing for the Astros? Like, because it, because they're going to find out quickly that the Astros won the World Series of 2017. But yes, there is a cheating scandal behind it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, for at least for our generation, like at this point, you were saying before, like, 
Yeah, like at this point, it's kind of etched in the history. Like you, you've seen them win the World Series. Like you have merch out that they've won the World Series. Like you can't deny that they won the World Series. Um, I mean, if you're talking like all that years later, I think like I don't know. I because I, <laughs> I, I I do think taking the World Series away is a big is a lot. But in the same token, I mean they they. They did break one of the biggest rules, and it gave them a clear. This is the advantage. one of the biggest scandals so, in baseball history. Like we let's not let's not let's not shortchange this. Yeah. This is this is up there with the Black Sox scandal. It is. I, I really um, think it is. So here's an idea I, I was thinking about. Um, okay. So I, I was thinking about the um, the NCAA and how like they vacate their uh, like sometimes they will vacate a championship depending on like a certain scandal, like for much like lesser things yeah but it, but in my opinion i i think that's a, i think that's a little absurd no one's gonna forget that you know yeah. no one's gonna forget you know the notre dame team in 2012 or you know whoever uh but uh in an idea that in a, uh, popped up in my head what about um a year or two of a postseason ban why well, I, I thought i brought that up before and you were like that wouldn't. I th- Wait, I, a, I thought I had said something about a that. Postseason ban is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So so like the like the Astros, even if they won every game next Oof. season, would not be eligible for the postseason. Ah. So so here's That's the weird. thing. I, I I feel like I brought this up because I I had said that. Here's the problem with it I'll though. Try to take Brendy's idea, you fuck. No, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember you saying that. I I I, I I remember bringing it up to you, and I don't know if it was in our Discord or in like talking because. You had said it wouldn't work, and then I really thought about it, and I and I said it wouldn't work because, um, in in the NCAA, like taking a team's postseason ban away has a lot less ramifications on the rest of the teams than it would in like the MLB because like you would essentially have a fourteen division, um, games like you know, like. With the with uh, with NCAA, like it's not so dependent on the other team's records around you. In the MLB, it is like that's all it's down to. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like that wouldn't really work just because it would have an effect on the other teams. I I disagree. I think okay. I if it was if any of the other major sports, I I would agree. But I think in in baseball though, like very few teams make the postseason anyway. Um, like there, there's only, you, you know, you have your division winners and then you have, um, you know, your wild card teams, but that like, that's it. So, so go ahead. But, but that's a thing though, because so say, say the Astros get a postseason ban, they win their division, but they can't go in. So, um, I'm trying to even think of who the second, the fucking Mariners, um, or the second place team. So they technically win their division. And then the wild card team plays them, and mm-hmm. it's a lot lesser of an opponent. So that team gets a cakewalk because of a of a postseason ban that had no effect on them. What, why is it a cakewalk? I mean, it, it because it's it's not the Astros, the division winners, the guys with all this power. It's I mean, I'm not I'm not discounting. It's, it's like a the cakewalk because it's one less extra team they have to go through to get to. The, it's to the it's playoffs. just a lot less of a giant. Like it's if you're say the Astros go 99 and whatever that would equal to get 162, and then you have the Mariners who uh, wouldn't have even gotten the wild card if it wasn't for the Houston Astros ban, and they get in the playoffs. Now the team that. 
uh, has to play the Mariners are getting a lot closer to the World Series because of something that the Astros did. Like, not even something on their part. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I guess well, my thinking. Well, let's 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 forget about the rest of the teams in the division for a second. Let's let's worry about like so if this if this let's say we put in a postseason ban for this this upcoming season, right? Now, let's assume the Astros make some changes to to the roster. Maybe they call up a rookie. And let's say the Astros have an amazing year playing clean, like playoff worthy kind of stuff. Why are we gonna punish players who were not even remotely part of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's always a tough thing. Like there's but... always players in the system. Like it, it, so, I'm I'm totally for Air National and, and draft pick penalties because that makes sense. That that hurts the team, and long run that's fine. That that mainly hurts management at the end of the day. But like if you call up a guy for, that you already have in the system and he's ready to play in the MLB and he has an outstanding rookie year and he can't get to the postseason because of something that happened two years ago, is that really gonna? Is that really make sense? Like is yeah, really I mean right I, I I see that. Yeah, and that's. Uh, yeah, I I kind of get that, and um, and and maybe at the end of the day, like in the NCAA's case, like you do that because hey, that's how a cookie crumbled kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's kind of a tough thing. Um, I again, I kind of go back to this taking away the World Series thing because I mean, Bobby, you've seen the thing like that's too big of a, of a punishment, Brandy. Like, what is your do you think that's too big of a punishment as well? No, not at all. I think it's a pointless punishment. Um, I, 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 I think I, I, I think if you were to take away the international, like have international punishment, like let me take the Braves for example. So their punishment was um, in 2017, they were prohibited from signing any international player for more for more than ten thousand dollars during the 2019-2020 signing period. And their international signing bonus pool for the the next period is reduced by fifty percent. That's a pretty like steep punishment, and I think if they added something similar like that um, for the Astros punishment, it would be a great punishment. Right. Yeah, so that's my, I, that's I my take. Think I, I think the world. I think the World Series va- like the vacating a World Series. It's like I understand the 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 signal or, or the message you're trying to. Um, send out to the rest of the league and you know the whoever but I think at the end of the day it's 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 kind of like what you were saying earlier like um, it doesn't really have much of an impact on the on the organization yeah I don't right. think the World Series is, is a too big of a punishment I'm with Brendy it's probably pointless it, it, right. it just, Sorry, it's not yeah, gonna yeah. it's not gonna go away like right. there, there's I, I don't know I'm I, I, like they'll have an asterisk but that's it a like they, they've go ahead. World Series just seems weird. It, like, yeah, it's it's like look, they've already they've already got all of the you know their merchandise selling from you know the World <laughs> Series uh, you know yeah. people buying you know the Astros World Series champion shirts and you know they they've got all all of the you know attention on them from winning the World Series. It's kind of just just kind of pointless to do something like that in my opinion. Is is so is there? I mean. This is going to sound like a dumb question at first, but uh, let me preface. I mean, obviously, when any team that in any sport, when they have a good season and go to the playoffs, attendance does increase, right? Mm-hmm. But after they win the World Series or after a season, you know, do do we think that attendance stays up after afterwards? Like, especially two years afterwards, three years afterwards? Like, because this incident was 2017. 
Like, is, is I mean, they've been a good team. Still... It's tough to say. I mean, they're, I mean they've been a good team. On, it depends on the team. If you're talking about the Astros, then yes. Okay. Because, like, I guess my question is, like, so, I mean, obviously they're going to market the World Series. Who, who doesn't, right? But right. I, I guess my question is, how far does that go to bring in attendance? And what, at what point does that stop? You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I, I know the, the, the year difference is, is different. But, I mean, the Phillies won the World Series in 2008, right? And then that started to dwindle pretty quickly. And I think the attendance is going back up again because the Phillies are actually becoming a team. Like, a, like a good team. You know what I mean? Like, so how far does it go to market the World Series as a reason to bring people into the stadium each week or each day? Well, okay, so I guess my question that so the Phillies won the World Series. Did they like did they keep their core after their after their World Series win? Most of it, I would think, because Howard yeah, still played for a bit. J. Roll still played for a bit. Um, Otley was still on the Phillies for a while after the fact. Yeah. Um, for the Phillies, it was more of just they were aging. <laughs> yeah, that's that was most of it. So. I was about to say when Utley was you know actually a good player for the Phillies. No, oh, yeah. And then most of their pitching core, I think, was still there. I don't think they make any big offloads until like oh, after man. the 2009 World Series. I thought. Sorry, I'm just, Yankees. I'm just thinking back to like when Utley played his like last season with the Phillies. Just how awful he was. <laughs> like, and I was like, man, poor Bobby. Man, but it's sad to see him get like like any old player who's been loyal to your team for so long. It's sad to see someone like that go. To be fair, yeah. you know, it sucks. And he ended up pulling some shit in, in L.A. anyway. So whatever. Yeah, so let's take a team like the Miami Marlins that struggled, nah. to, get, that struggled to get 12 fans to a game. <laughs> um, so, like, if they were to all of a sudden have, like, and when I say dream season, I mean dream season, where they win the World Series. Um, like, like, this coming season they win the World Series. Yeah. Um, would their fan base stay the next season just given on how terrible they're like just say like given how terrible their management is i mean what what i mean it would go being, off <laughs> besides being a bad team there's there's definitely other reasons for miami not having the attendance right and should. right and here's the thing like even when they had um you know when they had stars like john carlos stanton and um jose fernandez rest in peace um, like they were, they were still kind of struggling to get fans, and a lot of that has to do with. I, I heard a lot of it has to do with location, uh, with with their stadium. Like even I though it's, like, like it's brand new, it's yeah. Like, I was gonna say that's a really nice stadium. It's an indoor. It's an indoor. It's an indoor stadium, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind yeah. Of I mean, it's, like, yeah, it's an it's outdoor. Rough. It's probably because it's fucking hot. It's Miami, Florida in the summertime, but, and it has a retractable roof as well. Um, okay, so you do open it up. Yeah, so it, there's actually sorry, I, I'm deviating just for a second. Uh, there was one game I can't remember if it was last season or two seasons ago, where like the forecast um, in Miami was for rain, like that that day that a the Marlins and a Braves game played. Yeah. Um, but they had the roof open, and they had a fucking rain delay because some idiot <laughs> was was too slow oh to god. close the roof. Oh my god! How does nobody in that stadium go? Hey, it's raining. We should probably shut the roof. Let's go tell the guy whose job it is to shut the roof. Yeah, well, and here's and the thing. It takes like 15 minutes. That's why. Well, I mean, here's but, the but, thing. But, oh, that's 15 minutes. You, you, you'd think like, hey, you know, I'm going to, you know, call the neighboring city. Be like, hey, is it raining over there? <laughs> <laughs> How about checking know. the forecast before the game? Don't they usually do that? I will I say. I don't know uh, what city is next to Miami, but I'm going to check uh, that out. Florida uh, A bunch is of weird. retirement homes. 
Florida's weird. I, I so my grandparents used to live in Florida. There was literally times where it would be raining on one side of the street and not raining on the other side of the street. And I'm not kidding. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and it would never rain on the one side of the street. Like it's just weird. But um, here's the thing. If there is a forecast for rain on any time of the oh, day, yeah, yeah. roof you is should. closing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but no, I, I, in the, in that case, like I do think they would have uh, definitely a jump in attendance. I don't, excuse me. I don't know if it would be like a sellout. I don't think it would go that far. But like I, I, I recently like uh, over the last season, um, I, I, I was able to look at like the the I guess it would be the Phillies like Hall of Fame. Like they, they have like a whole setup up there up at the top of the stadium, like all their World Series wins, like all like the historical stuff, like the walkthrough history type deal of the team. Right. And but like not a lot of people get up there, like really the only marketing they do for the 2008 World Series anymore is that the that the the pennants there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You know, it's just I mean, I don't know. It, it's like the Braves, like with their flags that they do at their stadium. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. I, I guess I guess my point is, yeah, I, I still think the World Series takeaway is pointless. I, I think everybody, at least I do, like a sense of completion with things where like if I go look at the 2017 World Series and there's a vacancy, I'm going to hypo- you know, hypothesize who would actually win it if it wasn't for the Astros cheating scandal. You know what I mean? Like. I do believe the Astros still had the skill to win it clean. It's just that's the sad thing. Yeah, <laughs> is like, I think that, really, that's look at that the team case. And tell me that that's not a World Series team. I mean, so I have some stats here I want to bring up because um, once the whole allegations came out and and stuff started you know going off and popping off, a lot of people started to deep dive into stats. So um, during the 2017 postseason for the Astros, they played 18 games, uh, nine home games, nine road games. In the Astros' nine road games, the team batted uh, a combined 208 with a 284 on base percentage uh, and a 347 um, a 347 slugging percentage, um, and they scored an average of three runs per game. In their in their nine home games, they batted 273. Uh, had a 3.43 on base percentage, a 5.19 slugging percentage, a uh, huge jump there, um, and they scored approximately 5.7 runs per game. Look, is there a chance that those stats? Maybe it's just home field advantage, of course. Um, but they also, and I couldn't find them, so I apologize. But there was also uh, stats for the regular seasons, uh, regular season as well, um, that was the same thing they played so much you know so much better at home um than on the road and, and just some of the uh the individual stats i mean jose jose altuve this is my favorite one batted 143 uh at home and 472 i'm sorry 143 away and 472 it's 472 at home uh, um so yeah I, I can't look at these numbers and go oh yeah this would have happened without the trash can like, I, I can't I can't bring myself to say that they like, look, again, I still say the skill is there, that they're an absolute monster in the postseason without all this garbage. But no, like knowing pitches is a big deal. Knowing the signs is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's a big difference between a 100 mile per hour fastball and an 86 mile per hour slider and sitting expecting on it. it. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you look at. You look at some of the footage and something that I didn't even think about until recently, like watch their hesitation. Like most batters, if they're not expecting what's coming, which most batters do because they have, they usually have no idea 
right? Unless the pitcher's tipping. Uh, you know, they're ready for their swing and, you know, either pull back or follow through, right? But if you know what pitch is coming and you know that it might be a ball, why are you going to move? You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it was someone was like, well, is there any hesitation? Like, I didn't, I didn't go through the footage and actually look at it recently, but it was something that somebody brought up, right? It, it's, dude, like, if you know what's coming, you know what to do. Like, I don't know. It's a bit, it's just, I, that, that's it. That's just, I don't think there's any way around that. So, no, sorry, my chair is as squeaky as Brundy's usually is. Um, oh, my God. It's just, it's, we're going to call it a squeaky <laughs> chair podcast at, at some point. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous now. Um, so, the next thing I wanted to bring up was uh, a lot of reports came out of the day about the 2019 season and the postseason for them um, against the Yankees. There was some stuff that came out, and Jose Altuve was at the top of that. Um, so in game seven, I believe it was game seven. Um, maybe it wasn't. It was a game that sent them to the World Series uh, on a walk-off by Jose Altuve. And it's kind of crazy because Aroldis Chapman is the pitcher um, on the mound for the Yankees. And Aroldis Arod- Ar- Chapman is known for, I mean, he's one of the hardest throwers in baseball, like, ever. Like, this guy throws, like, 104. Um and and then he has his off speed, which is about 87, 88 maybe. Um, and like, of course, you can guess what pitch is coming at any point in time, like you know whatever, um, and, and kind of sit on it. But like, I just watch how he like sat on this pitch, and I'm pretty sure like he was he might have been down on the count or it had two strikes. So why would you be? Um, sitting off speed like it was just kind of crazy and just i watched that swing and look it might just be him being good um but watching that and just hitting it out and and like i said all these reports came out today because um apparently the astros introduced a buzzing or there's a there's a possibility <laughs> that the astros had a buzzer system oh in place, my god please um, talk that. the details i i just i i need to just hear every bit of this i was unfortunately traveling today when this all broke i need to hear this i think this is going to be more ridiculous than the goddamn camera at least the camera is yeah. common sense this is just so beyond all of that, please. I, I want to hear the timeline, please. So, so again, it's all speculation at this point. Um, but there, there is a lot of clips that show possibly a a buzzing, uh, like a a wire or like a um, um, what's it called? Like like a, a essentially like on the jersey where you can kind of see something maybe behind like, it, like as if they were being mic'd up. Yeah, yeah, essentially, kind of, kind of something like that. Yeah, um, there's so there's a lot of clips like that, and there's just kind of a lot of like really more than anything. There's just a lot of suspicious activity. Um, we have a clip here uh, from so again to set the stage for you. This was Jose Altuve's walk off home run um, in in the game that sent him to the World Series. And the first clip we have is after he hits it. You know, he he briefly celebrates with his teammates, which we'll get to in a second, uh, because there was something big with that. Uh, actually, no, I need to get to it now. What am I talking about to set the scene? Uh, so I'm, I'm playing the first clip now. Uh, okay. When it's, when, it, when, it, when it's done buffering, of course. You know, Twitter's got to take its time, apparently. So, again, after Jose Tuba hits oh the home God. run, he runs around third base, and you know, all of his teammates are there, you know, celebrating this and that. And you can clearly see him say in the video, don't don't 
pull like take I forget don't pull my jersey up or don't take my jersey something like that and he's like holding his jersey for dear life so it doesn't get ripped and then um right afterwards like he kind of celebrates for another minute uh, not even a minute, like 30 seconds, and then there's a camera angle of him panning to him where he runs in the dugout and comes back with a shirt that says, like, Astros ALCS champions or whatever, or, or AL champions. Yeah, there we go. Um, so <laughs> did you have that clip played? Yeah, it's on, I'm playing okay. it now. Sorry, Twitter was being an absolute bitch. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> so then the second clip we have, which we have audio for, so we'll uh, let you guys listen yeah, to. Yeah, he's putting the shirt on, and then this is this the, the actually the end of this clip leads right into uh, the into next the part. Yeah, one. which yeah. is we'll play interview. the audio for this. Um, you know, for those who uh, are watching, I need to hold on. I just need to fix Twitter again. No, yes. I was gonna say I want to set it up for it anyway. So, yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead. Altuve, Altuve comes out, and Ken Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal has an interview with him. Um, and this part in the interview that we have is Ken Rosenthal asked, um, "Why did you tell your teammates not to rip his shirt off?" And um, Altuve had an interesting response, and then it's split screened on the other side with what I described before, uh, where Altuve is running down the line and saying, "Don't rip my jersey! Don't rip my jersey!" So. Bobby, do you have that ready? Yep. All right, so uh, you can hear that now. So I remember before the cheating scandal broke when this happened, uh, and I remember it was like just something funny that everyone was laughing about at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It, I don't know what the it, thing There is was now. something too, I, and I, I can't remember it exactly, but Alex Bregman, their third baseman, um, he was like asked on a panel one time, like what, what, how did you know that pitch was coming? And he gave like a really smug answer. He was just like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I just knew or something. And then, like, and everybody's looking back at that now. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, really? Um, now that we know all this cheating happened. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it, it's a bad situation. Man. Yeah, it's I, a bad situation. I don't even know at this point. Like, <sighs> but, but, again, the snowball effect that's happening and – you know, we have some stuff that we don't know if it's true yet. We really don't. Um, so, so the other thing that came out was, and and I don't know if this led the Beltrons firing or something, but there was a, a tweet that went out by an account that claimed to be Carlos Beltran's niece. It came out that um, the it's a burner account or something, oh, but then no. we're uh, back then, to the burner account. Uh, yeah, God but then damn I, I was gonna say. I'm sorry. It came out that it was not associated with them, and then another player came out and said that was a burner account. Like it was just this whole, like who, like accusing everybody this and that. Um, then something came out with Mike Trout with the, I believe it was the th- the son of the third base coach for the Mariners. Something um, about how it started off with the thing with the. Uh, the Astros. This is how it all started. There was a conversation saying that uh, basically the third base coach for the Mariners knew about this. 
um, and there's an incident in a game where, uh, against Astros where basically him and, uh, Hinch got into, like, a screaming match because, uh, like, he was basically calling him Bush League and this and that, um, but then with that, uh, I'll, I'll read it directly, it's from actually an Instagram comment, it says, if you want to read something better, Mike Trout takes it takes HGH for a thyroid, uh, in quotation marks, condition. It's a loophole he found, uh, and the MLB doesn't make it public because they don't want fans knowing their best players on HGH. But people within know. Thought you'd appreciate this since you're a Dodgers fan, and I guess whoever he's talking to. Um, and again, that could be false. Like, we don't know, but, like, this is what's happening. All these rumors are circulating. Like, how uh, bad does this look for them to be, man? Like, it's well, it's not good. Real quick, on the, on the topic of the, of the buzzer with the Astros and the, and the uh, Altuve situation. So, I can understand him, I guess, saying that, oh, yeah, they read my jersey and my wife will get mad at me. But you, it was so bad that you ran to the dugout to get a what? shirt. <laughs> Like, well, that's what gets me. Like, if he would have just said, don't rip my jersey, don't rip my jersey, and just went right to Ken Rosenthal right after that fact, and he asked that same question, it would have been a little more believable. But the fact that he ran to the to the dugout to get another shirt is just weird. Like, real, is she is she holding a gun to your head? Like, what, what the hell, Not to mention, dude? like, you just had a walk-off to send your team to the Rod Series, and if you watch, like, that whole clip... He does not seem excited at all that he did that. Like, I, I don't know if it's just... Did he jostle you know, it loose with his sling? Like, what? Like, like he, he, you know, oh, good, you know, my team's going to the World Series. He's just, like, jogging around like any old home run. He was very oh, weird dude. to me. It's very suspicious. Um, weird. Yeah, but shit, shit is hitting the fan in the MLB right now. And and like I said before, all it, it, this all could be rumors, but there's a lot of this controversy right now circulating your sport. And it's just not a good look either way because it just really taints the image of, of baseball. Well, um, let, me, let, so, me, yeah. let, me, let me ask the question, okay? Mm-hmm. Does Is this actually going to hurt baseball or is this going to be something we're going to talk about but not really do anything about, you know, until the cows come home kind of thing? Like, are we really think we're going to see co- something changing next season? Do we really think that? I mean, it's a tough question to answer right now because – because um, obviously we have the 2017 season with the Astros where punishments have come out. But we have, I mean, it is fresh as of today with the whole thing with the 29th thing, the whole 2019 thing, the whole thing with Carlos Beltran, uh, everything with Mike Trout. Like, it's very new, so it's hard to say. Like, as of right now, I would say no. I mean, it's not, we, you got the, I shouldn't say no. It's not going to be that bad. Like, it's like, okay, you know what? This was a pretty bad offseason, um, but we had our punishments. So let's move on. It was one thing. But then you, know, you have all this other stuff coming out. Like, it's just that's when it's going to start getting bad, and that's when it is going to affect the MLB. Yeah. Um, because because what happens is more stuff comes out, people start to question the integrity of the game. But, but is it really going to get to the point where people are actually going to stop watching the MLB? Like, like, please, like, please. No, I don't think so. But you you and Brendy are definitely more basic watcher than me. Like, are you really going to stop watching because of something like this? Like, like, really? No. What? Where do you? No, I wouldn't stop watching, but I think it just. Like, I don't think people would stop watching. Actually, I think people like. Uh, I think it's going to be half and half, yeah. Because I feel like people might watch more because it's like, look at this shit show going on. I think you <laughs> you may lose your, your 
some of your hardcore fans. Um, but then over time, uh, I think it just it's just it's going to affect the sport negatively and then you kind of have to question everything like you know the world series champion next year like it might be like a question like you know just with everything going on um well let's 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 assume the astros come back to the world series next year what is everybody thinking yeah that's that um what's everybody what's everybody gonna you know I mean, at this, with with them letting go of their manager and stuff like that, and most of those guys, uh, I guess the quote unquote masterminds that sounded like they were behind it, um, gone. I don't know if if in reality you could really be like, okay, they're doing something wrong, but people are going to question it just because of the Astros, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, well, I mean, I, I gotta I gotta you know have a base here to compare it to the the Pats and Spygate. And mm-hmm. them still continuing to be a dynasty. Everyone just constantly accuses them of cheating. You know, every time I do anything good, like yeah, yeah, accuse of cheating. But I don't think the the viewers, uh, the viewers go away. I think if anything, the fans are gonna watch just to see them go down. And I think it's gonna be the same situation with the Astros. Like, look at how everybody rejoiced when the Patriots won, lost in the in the in the wild card game against the Titans. Like, everyone cheered to the moon about this, right? Are we going to see the same thing with the Astros where if they don't make the postseason or they lose in the postseason that there's going to be people dancing on their grave? I mean, I think I think a lot of the uh, – <laughs> baseball is an interesting sport because, uh, you know, it's always talked about, like, you hear, like, the term, like, baseball purist or, like, pure – like, whatever with baseball and it's America's game and whatever, and it's, mm-hmm. like – it's very um, different from the other sports. And I think because baseball, like, has a lot of casual fans, and maybe that's why where they're lacking right now, but baseball also has a lot of hardcore fans, and mm. that's where you're going to be. You, you see those big, uh, I don't know if changes are the right word, but uh, see the biggest effect there, I guess. Man, this is, it really is America's game, corrupt and unorganized. You, you, love, you, love, to, you love to see it. Love to see it. Well, shots <laughs> I'll, I'll say i'll say this you know baseball is definitely america's game because there's really no such thing as a bad day at the ballpark really like if you're a casual yeah, fan and you awesome. go to a ballpark and it's a nice day out like even if you're not totally watching the game you know i mean whenever i go i'm, I'm paying attention to the game and, and and judging my entire team from afar but you know you take anybody who's who just wants to go out it's a nice time man i mean here it's for Citizens Bank Park, and it's a nice ass ballpark, man. I mean, it's just that you can take anybody there who's even not a, not really a big fan, and they'll still probably have a good time. So yeah, it's about the experience. I mean, I will say that is the case, except when like it's raining, it's the oh, worst yeah, thing of all time. It sucks. <laughs> I, I was at uh, Camden Yards, and there was a torrential downpour when there was like eight of us there, so that was not fun. Yeah, it's like. I've been to, I, like, the last baseball game, or one of the last baseball games I went to, like, it was just raining the whole time, and it was mm. miserable. I was, we were just soaked. No cover. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, I think, it, I, I, to answer, like, your original question with this, it, it's hard for me to know because we're, it's so early on, like, like Brandy said earlier, I mean, something could come out tonight, tomorrow, that's huge and, mm-hmm. and it's groundbreaking. We just don't know because... Well, Go ahead. I was just going to say, here's the thing. 
this all like like all the news stories that have come out within the you know the past couple weeks or so about all this like we don't know like this could also just be like the last major news story that that comes from this right yeah like, you're, you're right because you were saying earlier like yeah like this could be like not just a astro scandal but a baseball scandal but we're not gonna like we don't know that like it, it, it could it could end like right now well, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah you're right let's say that okay so I'm gonna safely assume that th- these new stories coming out were not a part of the original MLB investigation otherwise we would have heard about it a lot earlier oh, yeah so does the MLB now have to investigate this like, yeah so and that's then, a, and that's then if a they thing. do if they do and they find again the Astros were guilty then what the hell do they do they're got to punish them again. Yeah, and then, so, then how far are they willing to go this time? So, like I said, playoffs. I I, I, I still can't get on that train yet. I, I, I can't. The, I think it's going to take some extra convincing for me to hop on that train. Okay, let's say the owner of the Houston Astros murders a man. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think there's going to be bigger uh, problems on a postseason. At, at this point, you know, if, if they find them guilty fist, we might need to put the owner and have him dead, dead by firing squad, honestly. I mean, I, I don't so, know what else you do at this point. What else is going to make a point? I don't the, condone the, murder. Let me just get that out of the way. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, quick. So the, the thing that I'm taking from this, and... Again, you got to take this with a grain of salt, but mm. it, a lot of what I'm, what at least I'm hearing is like, yeah, there's a lot of shit that goes on in baseball that the public doesn't know about, nope. but like we know about mm. kind of thing. And that's what's scary to me because yeah. now with all this coming out, that's where mm. I'm talking about the snowball effect. And, and I think for that reason, because it, again, to me, it sounds like there's a lot that is going on in the background that, uh, that people aren't really that don't really know about but now it could all come out let me so, let me ask let me ask yeah. one more question before uh we move on here if i if i may uh-huh. uh what do we think the next big conspiracy going to come out it doesn't have to be about the astros what's the next big conspiracy in baseball what are you convinced happens <sighs> hmm. oh in baseball okay that's not what i was thinking <laughs> trying baseball. to think what, what do you think uh, about? Bryce, about any team any person bryce harper Bryce Harper's contract is, um, Bryce Harper's contract is, uh, has to be revoked because, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to make a Bryce. You were making that up on the fly and you just. I was. Leave, no, the, I Bri- leave the Bryce Harper talk to me, buddy. Yeah, yeah ahead, I really will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I've got nothing on Bryce Harper. What I was going to say was something like, well, I mean, not really a. Well, I was thinking of something, but it's not really a scandal. Mm. Just something about, like, maybe MLB has to, like, I don't know, fold the Marlins because they can't get fans or something. (laughs) I was going to say the Marlins have been tanking for so long just so they can finally get a new stadium and move elsewhere. You know what? That's That's not a bad one. I like that one. Honestly, so there's actually, if I'm being real, there's two things popping my head, and I'm and I there is some bias to my first one, but something with the I I've rant to Brendy all the time about the Pirates owner and how he's such an uh, asshat. So something about like he's literally using the team for money but like not putting out money, essentially that. But for real though, there was there's been some. Uh, allegations in the past with the Red Sox and the Apple Watches and stuff like that. Like, I just really think anything, techno- anything technology 
base really going forward which is funny because again there's and this is not new like this has been in place for years like there's a big big thing about this where you can't do that yet teams are still getting caught but i don't know maybe maybe this is what stops that but i feel like yeah, yeah something technology based yeah my ass Get out of here. um but but no uh yeah so we will keep up on the uh, astro story because or just really the story of the MLB yeah. because it could it could get bigger. We, we were we were we didn't talk about it for a while because we were waiting for all the accusations to settle and for the facts to be put out and waiting on the MLB to kind of finish their thing because it was all speculation. And then of course the day we decide to talk about it, all new all this new shit comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we'll mention it of course. But it is all accusation. Everything after the the camera stuff. Now we're talking about fucking buzzers on the players' jerseys. Like now we're just oh my god, I don't even know where to go with this. But I just wanted to point that out real quick. No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for a while it was that, but last week again with the punishments, or I, was, I think it was earlier this week. Yeah. We finally decided to talk about it. But mm-hmm. that'll wrap up that segment, and let's move on to in case you missed it. Um, and uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking, um, Zach's thought of the week not having that threw me off. Um, <laughs> but at least we have Brundies in case you missed it. So let's get to that now. All right. Uh, so I briefly mentioned this to Tyler before uh, we started the podcast, but I thought I would intru- introduce it to you, Bobby. So mm. the um, uh, the best selling games of the decade have been announced, like okay. the top ten best selling games. Okay. Um, and seven out of ten of them are Call of Duty titles. <laughs> so. Okay. So I just swear to God, if I hear ghosts on here, I'm gonna blow my mm-hmm. All right, all right. So let's go through the list. What do you? Okay, I will go ahead and tell you. Number one is not a Call of Duty game. What do you think it is? And, and wait, in the past decade? Yeah. So 2010 to to now, or I guess 2019. You it's know, gotta be, it's got to be a FIFA game, right? No. Uh, there's no sports games on here. Hmm. Sports games. Uh, so top top ten best selling games of the last one. decade. Number one. It's not it's not Fortnite, is it? No. 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 That's free, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it was idea. Fortnite, that would be impressive. Yeah, I, well, um, I, I mean it, it blew up, so it's not totally out of the question. No, but what is it? Uh number one is GTA five. Oh, okay. Duh. Yeah, that, that absolutely <laughs> makes sense. So that game's still kicking. All right. Right. That that game is still a hundred percent playable. You can go on there and have fun anytime. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. So uh, and then the majority of these, like I said, are Call of Duty games. So let's go through the list. Number right. two, Black Ops One. Oh, wow. um, I'm actually surprised it's number two. Okay. Where Where would you have it? I I just didn't think like and maybe it's just my my opinion of the game. I did I did like Black Ops One. I'm not I'm not hating it all. I'm just surprised that that's number two. I guess I, I probably would have had that at like four. I feel like there they, was a lot of hype for that game though because it was like oh, a new well, series. Oh, I was about, Black Ops. Well, what I was gonna say was like that was like post Modern Warfare Two though. So yeah. like that was when the community was like 
maybe at its height. Peak, peaking, yeah, yeah, right there. Because um, it formed during Modern Warfare 2, and then Black Ops 1 was like the next game for everybody to go to. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Okay. All right. Number three, Black Ops 2. Makes sense. Um, number four, this one surprised me. Number four is Modern Warfare 3. Hmm. Okay. I mean, again, yeah, surprising, but, uh, you know, the game was still good, and I, I think everyone was still kind of riding the, the community wave for a while there. So, uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, number five, um, Black Ops 3, take the L, Bobby. That's fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. And uh, unfortunately, Bobby, at number six, oh. Call of Duty Ghost. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> because. I, I, look, I, mean, um, I, just, I, I can't be a hypocrite. I bought the game, right? But uh, I don't think. I, I remember post, a ton post of Post Black Ops 2 hype? I, it has well, to be. I was thinking that, and also, uh, like, that was the first next-gen game, so. That, too. I will that, give here's that a th- credit. Yeah, I was about to say, that was the next, the first next-gen game, but, like, Wait. if that's the case, I would think, like, I, I would kind of be on your side, Bobby. Like, I don't understand how that would crack the top ten, because, like, A, the community was divided, and B, some people were like, oh, you know, can't afford the video game, saving up for the console, you Did know? Did you have to buy it twice? Uh, I don't know. I only bought it. Uh, I only bought like, the Xbox One version. Xbox One and PlayStation Four. I don't think were actually quite out yet, or if they were, they just came out. Because they were, Ghost they were was out for available like two for, months. Okay, so they were available for a 360 and a PS3 though. So I was curious if people and there was a drastic difference between the servers, by the way. Yeah, I'm like. Sure. Like the the connect like the connection stuff on like the Xbox One was like so beautiful and so clean. Yeah. On the 360, it was basically like NW2 servers. I don't think I ever bought it for the one. You watch your mouth. <laughs> don't you talk about NW2 like that? <laughs> but you you know it's true. You not said, even did that. Watch your right. mouth. He is right. All right. Uh, <laughs> number number seven. Uh, this is actually impressive. So number seven is Red Dead Redemption Two. Wow, uh, that's impressive. Seeing as how the game's only been out wow. for a couple years, yeah. it, like holy shit, I I can't or it may have been less than that. I mean, when your first game, the... when your first game is that good, I mean, I guess it makes sense that everyone was hyped for this game. Oh, okay, no, it, it was it, okay. Well, I guess technically it was two years, but it was October 26, uh, 26 2018. Yeah, but, yeah, I was gonna say it was twenty eighteen, and then I think like online came out in January. I think. Or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. Really Wait, did it? I thought online was. Uh, I thought online came on. Re- oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. I'm trying to find. I, I, uh, my, my, I follow my cousin on, on Twitter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna okay. Well, I'm not gonna reveal then, her uh, Twitter because she's private. But she has 504 hours on Red Dead too. Yeah, wow. and I, I will, I will say like for simplicity reasons, I'll say that game's only been out for you know for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's impressive. Like. You're number seven, and you've only been out for, you've only been out for a year for a game that doesn't, you know, do yearly updates like Call of Duty does. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that really, and the game is like gonna be like uh, routinely developed. You know, it's gonna be one of those games I feel like that's gonna be played for years to come, depending on next gen. Mm-hmm. You know, may, may, maybe it'll come out for next gen, maybe it won't. We'll see. Okay. Uh, but at number eight, World War Two. Yeah, COD World War Two. God, I love uh, that game. That was one of my favorites. God, I love that game. That and again, soundtrack is unbeaten. 
<laughs> that it did have a pretty dope soundtrack. Number nine is Black Ops Four, um, the and then sense. and then number ten. This uh, another non Call of Duty title. So so far for non Call of Duty titles, we've had GTA Five and Red Dead Redemption Two. <sighs> what do you think is number ten? Let's see. GTA Five is already mentioned. And this again, this is one of those things where it's like if you don't know or like. If you if I were to tell you, you'd be like, oh yeah, no shit. It, <laughs> I'm trying. Minecraft. Yep, it is Minecraft. Sweet. Cool. Yeah, that makes um, sense. That game's been around for about ten years now, I think. Yes, or and close. according, let's see. This is according to um, Charlie Intel. This says Call of Duty continues to withstand all of the competition <laughs> and generates billions of dollars per year. Sorry, it's just kind of funny how even Charlie oh, Intel can be biased. I don't even think. <laughs> well, okay, I, I think competition is a little bit strong of a word. It, it's the same thing that's going on in Hollywood right now. Franchises are going to continue to sell, and Call of Duty is no different. Right. Yeah, everyone's still going to buy the new one. Like, like don't talk. Like, Tyler is the biggest culprit of this with all the EA games every year. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so let's. Oh yeah, let's, that, let's, that's. Like, that's, not that's that, yeah, exactly. Sixty dollars for a roster update, boys. Yep. <laughs> Sixty dollars for a roster update and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's my new favorite thing we do when we play Chell, by the way, is whenever we're like Snoop, because <laughs> he yeah, takes up the whole fucking screen. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, it says 2020 will mark the launch of the next gen uh, of consoles with the new Call of Duty game as well. It won't be surprised to see Call of Duty number one this year again, mm-hmm. and that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why, in my opinion, Call of Duty is probably gonna stay for like 500 years because, yep. like, if they are making games that are gonna be consistently best sellers. Um, every single year then it's like why stop it's like yeah they get a lot of criticism from like the developers nowadays especially mm-hmm. in modern warfare get a lot of criticism for um for um you know not the updates that the community doesn't necessarily want yeah. but yet here we are we're still playing shipment and you know all, all this shit but and, and bitching about it the whole time but mm-hmm. it seems to be um Seems to be working, I guess. But I, I here's was, the thing: Modern, Modern Warfare didn't didn't crack the list. I saw the I saw a pro player complaining yesterday. He's like, "Why am I playing vacant in GBs in 2019?" So like, that that's a question I had. Like, do you do you think that, COD, like, I guess all the COD developers feel like they have to be nostalgic to be relevant still? It helps. Well, here's the, here's the thing: like, one or two like nostalgic maps on release would not have been a bad idea. No, like I love the originality, like with some of the maps. But like, here's the thing: it's like, give us like, I don't know, like like a high rise or a rust remake or something like that. Because oh, like, imagine a like, high rise remake. You just oh, made me. Or guys, I'm sorry. Yeah. What did he make you do? <laughs> <laughs> you, yes, I just woke up. Yeah, okay. like I don't know. I I love shipment. Don't get me wrong. Like I love playing it, but like yeah. it's also been like three out of the last like four or five games, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been in the, you know uh, Modern Warfare, World War Two, and then in the, uh, the COD Four. It is a literal fuck fest in shipment. Though. <laughs> yeah. If if you blink, you will die. Yeah, and 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 this this fucking masochist Tyler over here just he he can't stop playing shipment. 
Every fucking time we play Mom for I mean, like, it's like, I, he enjoys the pain. No, I, I, I'm literally I'm just an XP. Spawn dying, That's and I literally want to kill myself IRL. And Tyler, Tyler's like, this is fun, guys. No, I'm, I'm literally an XP. Oh, like, oh yeah, why. totally. I'm sitting, I'm, because, I'm spawning in my own pool of blood and dying again, but yes, it's be, fun. Because there's no way I would be able to level up all the shotguns if it wasn't for shit. How about which you just get have. good instead of just going to shit? I, I'm not going to use fish. a shot. Dude, it would take me like fucking five in in game days to like do that like malachi would do it in day malachi if he didn't play shipment and he did he's going for straight shotguns you know he would do it in like a day he i think he has right so just get good kid is what i'm telling you (laughs) i just need to get get it on pc all right well before before you guys argue at each other i do want to move on to this last story really quick so um so I mentioned I mentioned this briefly earlier, uh, Bobby. I don't think I told you about it. Okay. Um, you never tell me but, anything anyway, so it's okay. Well, you're never around for me to tell you things. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so this actually happened. You you may have seen it, but this actually happened last year in the World Series of Poker. Hmm. So let let's say okay, the three of us, you know, we can all play poker, you know, hours on end. Oh yeah, and we did, um, and, uh, and have yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, so this happened in, in the 2019 World Series of Poker. I think there was like, a, I don't want to say, a, like, like I'll say 15 people left or so. There may have been a little bit more or a little bit less. I can't remember. But there was 15 people left at the main event. And then uh, there's one table, like, with about, like, six people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, the hand starts, and uh, one of the guys, uh, I think, I think he was under the gun, but uh, he announced he announces all in. He has pocket queens, okay. um, and uh, so he goes all in pocket queens, and um, everyone folds except for one guy, and then the um, the one guy is like, okay, you know how, how many how many chips are that? The dealer counts them, and she says seventeen million chips, <laughs> and the guy says call. Um, and after, after the guy says call though, uh, one of the players that folded, uh, said, yeah, I, I think that's wrong. I think it's actually more like 20 million chips. So the dealer recounted and, uh, it, uh, turned out to be about 22 million chips. So, uh, but the person already said call. So (coughs) before I say what happened, what do you think? should happen in that situation it's funny i think i actually did see this hand but i actually do forget what happens uh after that call man that's tough well i guess i mean if he moved his no man i mean he's gonna have no choice And, and and i should mention at this point cards are already exposed oh man well and okay. the guy the the guy that called has pocket uh pocket tens what were the blinds at this point any idea <coughs> Probably like a hundred thousand or something. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, well, I was gonna say even if it is like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, something like that, or like fifty hundred. Like, if you're if you're calling seventeen million on, uh, I'm assuming preflop. I don't see why you wouldn't also call twenty two. Well, I mean, rule check. Obviously, he's not gonna be able to call unless he puts in the exact amount of the all in. I mean, just 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 on a rule basis. But I I would say that. He, he should at least get another shot at it, I guess. I mean, what, so, what did he what what did he play with or what did he call with? 
So, uh, so it was pocket queens versus pocket tens. Pocket tens. Oh man, I mean that's um, still a good hand. And and after the cards got exposed, that's when the guy that called was like, "Wait a minute, I that's not fair. This should be voided because the dealer announced the wrong amount of chips." Well, let me let me ask this question. Let's say you're you're that guy in that position and you have pocket tens, right? And this is before the cards are exposed. A guy goes all in with 17 million chips. What range do you think he freaking has? Like, it's got to be aces, ace, king, kings, queens, or jacks, or tens. Like, has right. to be. Right, and an and all-in call, like, under the gun. Like, there's still, like, so many people. Um, like, there's still so many people that are going to go behind you. Right, like, give so. me a break. Like, I mean, you 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 knew what you were probably going to be going against. And pocket tens is not a bad hand. Obviously, pocket queens preflop is better. But I, I don't why wouldn't you call that you know what i mean right i, I don't know exactly I'll, I'll just say player b i don't know exactly what player b or, or how many chips he had mm-hmm. um but uh, clearly it was enough to it was clearly enough to cover the right. cover the 22 million because right. he he stayed in the event mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened so a long like conversation uh ensued floor um the 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 floor had to get called and then the floor had to call jack effel and you know who that is (laughs) he's uh he's uh he's ceo or gm or commissioner he's he's the he's the vice president of wsop okay vp okay yeah i knew he was a high-ranking guy um but anyway so it got so out of hand that the floor eventually had to call jack effel and Jack Effel comes storming to the table, and he looks pissed. Like he's like, "I am wasting my time I being mean, here." The fact that it had to get to him has to be frustrating. But this yeah. is a weird situation. But uh, so he comes to the table, and he he says, "It's a." He literally says this: "It's a very simple ruling. Uh, it is the player's responsibility to know how many chips to call. So therefore, the pl- like the play stands." And is completely legal, regardless of what the dealer says. Huh. Well, uh, so you, you, so mean, he he, he had tips. so he had to call with the full twenty-two million. Okay. Uh, so basically, um, just a summary of the ruling: it's the player's responsibility to know what to call, not and, the dealer's. And how did the hand end up at, at the end of this? I, I the do guy remember watching po- this. I just can't remember anything now. I mean, the guy with pocket queens won. Oh, okay. Not that he didn't hit. Okay. So, I don't think you either. I don't think either of them hit anything. Oh wow, jeez. I again. So it, it, depending on what the blinds were, I'm going to assume. Let, let's go with the one hundred thousand, like you said, right? I mean, a guy goes pre-flop under the gun. All in with 17 million, or, or as we find out, 22 million, what, 17 million chips. Okay, right. You're really gonna cough, and I know an extra five million is a lot of money, but the fact that you're even calling a 17 million dollar hand with a decent hand, pocket tens is nothing to sneeze at. Like again, what 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 range are you putting him on? Like he, you know, if he's going all in with 17 million, he's gotta have something big. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, that's confusing. Like I would have probably stuck with my call, honestly. I mean. Yeah, you either hit or you a, don't. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I will say, like, they are very close to getting to a final table there, yeah. and like, they have already made a lot of money. Right. Um, yeah. He's at that fine. point, it's at that point, I'm making the call. I'm taking the risk. I'm trying yeah. to win the thing. Yeah. Again, and it's like, okay, so that, that's why I don't get here. Because like, pe- actually... people, like, with like twenty, like, I'll say twenty people left, like, people are not going to go out like flies, no. like they do on day one. No. No, it's like. 
it's, again, I just, uh, that's so weird to me. Like, you, oh, you want to take back your call because it's 22 million, not 22 million. I think he was just trying to pull a fast one because he saw what he was actually right. up against. He, he saw, he, he saw that he was, he was down. So he tried to challenge rolling. But again, I mean, seriously, what, 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 what do you think he had? Like, you knew he had something good and you had pocket tens, which again, good hand. But if someone's going all in under the gun, 17 million or, or 22 million, you know what he has. Give me a break. You, you can put right. him on a, on a pretty set range. No way he's bluffing that all in. You know he has something that can probably beat you. So, right. I mean, I think he made the right call to, to call that hand originally. And, you know, I probably even with the 22 million, I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, I guess to comment on the ruling, it, it is kind of the player's responsibility. I mean, you can ask the other player to count for you. That happens a lot. Um, but, I mean, for players who have definitely played live, like all these guys have, like a bunch of times, you should be able to kind of give a rough estimate based on their stack and there's 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 poker etiquette about keeping chips at like stacks of 10 or 20 so that players can look and see kind of what you have so yeah the dealer messed up and and, and you know it's nice to have the dealer account for you but the dealer did mess up but really at the end of the day it is kind of your responsibility to, to, to have a rough estimate of what he has you know what I mean? right and That's what yeah um i did ask tyler about this and he uh Tyler, you agreed uh, that you agreed with the ruling, right? Yeah, I th I think that um, as Bobby said, like he was just kind of making up an excuse because he knew he was he was probably gonna or you know possibly gonna get beat. Yeah, um, so that's kind of what I said. But yeah, I, I agree. Like you should kind of you should kind of know, especially these guys like who are playing as much as they do, like. Yeah. Not to mention that, so yeah, I agree with the ruling as well. Like the World Series of Poker is, is a big buy-in tourney. Like this isn't just it, it's a ten thousand dollar buy-in. Right. Yeah. Event. So this so that immediately like like weeds out like any of the, uh, you know, smaller guys that that just kind of play in the local casino like the the smaller stakes, right? Like these are guys who right. absolutely put time and effort into poker. They, so they he should know. most of them probably pay play poker for a living yeah most of them probably do and i mean the, the, a lot of and they're know, probably in mo they're probably in multiple events as well yeah and i mean and, you know on the poker community i mean the money maker effect is still there like you know everybody kind of can play poker now and most of the players that you see nowadays are players you definitely have never heard of before you know i mean some of the familiar faces are still around like phil you know phil ivy and, and daniel negranu but you know but the, but these guys for a ten thousand buy-in tournament, yeah, you're you're not going in there saying, hey, let's give it a shot. No, you definitely know what you're doing. So I, I I'm I'm with the ruling here. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and move on then, Tyler. Alrighty. So a topic that's been um, on our minds for a while with a lot of frustration yes, and anger. Brendy, I'm so <laughs> excited for this. You have no idea. So I, I've really, I. This has kind of been something that's been on my mind for a few years, and it starts with football because I am tired of watching football games that could be done in about an hour and a half and two hours and actually in reality take three and a half hours because of a lot of dumb bullshit. Um, and not just football, but other sports. But this really came to light because the Red Zone channel, um, shout out, another shout out, Scott Hansen. Uh, the uh, host on that show, awesome guy. Um, that's like the only fo that's the only football I enjoy watching now is red zone football because there's no commercials and 
Um, I, I used to laugh at this all the time because it was just like every show he would say this, but his, his line is, you know, seven hours of commercial free football start now. And like, I always used to laugh at that, but like, I'm so friggin' thankful for the red zone channel because it has made my football watching experience so much greater. And that is the only way I can watch football now. Like I, I, I hate when the Broncos play in primetime because <laughs> I have to watch the commercials. And thankfully, they suck, so they don't usually play in primetime, um, or at least the last few seasons. But yeah, it's terrible. Um, but in a whole, I, we just kind of want to talk about pace of play uh, in in sports and just that, including commercial breaks. And we're also going to get into instant replay a little bit as well. Um, but Brendy, I'll give you the floor first. I mean, I think when we originally kind of started talking about this, you, it wasn't great for you with football. Um, but yeah, take the floor. All right. So this entire idea or discussion came to me one glorious afternoon. Um, (laughs) it was, it was a few weeks ago and I don't normally watch a whole lot of, um, NFL other than the Falcons or, or primetime games but um one time uh a couple weeks ago i was or not a couple weeks ago um this was like maybe weeks 15 or 16 i was watching a a 430 game and it was the it was the houston texans versus the tennessee titans and i tuned in during the uh during the third period um, third quarter. Th- third quarter. Yes. Sorry, I've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of NHL. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I turned. I tuned in during the third quarter, and there was like I want to say like twenty seconds left. Um, and the players uh, are like all lined up for the play, and then uh, one of the teams calls a timeout. And I'm like, all right, great, timeout. You know what that means? Commercial. <laughs> uh, and they come out of commercial. Um. And they they line up for the play, and you know they run the play. Uh, period ends. I just said period again. Quarter ends. Timeout or not timeout? Commercial. Commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> TV timeout. Yep. And then uh, yeah, ba- basically. So then the fourth quarter starts. They run a play. Injury. Commercial. And then finally, another play happens. Timeout. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so in a span of less than a minute of game time, I got four commercials. Four sets of commercials, yes. Four sets of commercials. And that I Tyler, do you remember I don't remember if I texted you or if I posted it in the Discord. Yeah. But <laughs> I went off a storm. I was like, the NFL is the worst <laughs> like the worst sport when it comes to commercials. Like this is the joke of a league. Like I was not happy because like I never noticed this like when I I, I guess Maybe I'm kind of more blind to it when, like, I'm watching my teams. But here's the thing. Like, I've never seen anything like that before in sports. No. <laughs> I actually, 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 I actually agree with you with the, um, when it comes to, like, your team. Maybe this is a different cir- circumstance because, like, it was a bigger game. But I remember when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. Obviously, one of the things about the Super Bowl is the commercials. I... You asked me five minutes after the game. I couldn't tell you one commercial that happened during the game because I was so 
focused and, those are, and those so are typically the commercials you remember too yeah exactly and i was so focused and just so like like nervous like and stuff like that and i guess it's a little different for regular season but um no the nfl is definitely the the top at of the list with this um i the thing that really got me was uh and, and this could have been more extreme too um like if there was as brandy said like an injury timeout or a timeout before but it would be like touchdown extra point commercial kickoff commercial <laughs> that made no sense and i think they've kind of stopped that now but they used to do that all the time and it would drive me absolutely fucking insane like me, i'm like why are you doing that let me let me play devil's advocate here at least for the time i'm gonna defend the the commercials during the timeouts here what do you expect them to look at, really? I don't. Well, care. I really don't care. Like, I want to see like coaches talking to the players. I want to see what's going on in the field. Like, I don't care. I think that shit is cool. It's dead air. Because you I don't care. I like seeing it. Well, here's the thing. It's dead air. Um, the, I would agree with you with that, except the commercials are, or um, excuse me, the timeouts are, I think, either 30 seconds or a minute, or that at least it should be, and the commercial is two minutes. So, yeah. like, the players are just standing on the field. Yeah, I've that's, never. That, that's the only problem. Like, if the commercial was thirty to sixty seconds during a timeout, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I agree with you that the commercial definitely goes longer on timeout, and that definitely shouldn't happen. But I'm saying that I don't think we should be hating on. On, uh, I'm gonna defend the commercials during a timeout. I mean, that that makes sense. Well, if there's any time to do it, it's there. But definitely so don't extend the timeout for commercials. Give me a break. I'm I'm really just curious how much money. That CBS made within that one minute of game time with <laughs> those four ads. They, they, they overpriced their ad space for NFL games. You know that. Yeah, I mean, I mean they Super, Super Bowl is five million, I think. Especially for the yeah, especially it, for the four o'clock games as well. Yeah, four. Um, it changes almost every year, so it does. Or, but for it the Super Bowl, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I football has always been a big thing. The other thing, uh, the other sport, I should say, that gets on me, and I love college basketball. But the last two minutes of a college basketball t- oh game God. takes 45 minutes because <laughs> I, will, of I will say, okay, I, I think basketball, sometimes they will take timeouts, um, but, like, they won't cut to uh, they, they won't cut to commercial like right. sometimes like they'll talk about like okay you know what is, you know, what is Michigan going to draw up on this and like they'll talk about it. It's like, okay, sometimes, like that's, yeah. that's not all the time though, of course. Uh, I think. Uh, honestly, though, I feel like they, and this is probably for ad revenue. I feel like it happens more in the tournament, March Madness tournament, that this happens where they take timeouts during, or, yeah. excuse me, they take commercials during timeouts. Like in the regular season, I don't see it as much, or maybe it's a little and, bit less. But yeah. Uh, so I will say, um, I I don't I, I'm not entire 100 sure about college basketball, but in the NBA they have um, 30 second timeouts and full timeouts. Yes, mm-hmm. and the the 30 second timeouts you typically save for the last uh f- like the last couple of minutes of the game, mm-hmm. so that you can like draw up a play really quick for your team. Um, but the full timeouts is like what usually leads to the commercials. So like yeah, for rest, it, no. right. So if a um, like, like, if you're in the last two minutes of a game and it goes to a commercial, then chances are that was a full timeout. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's just very frustrating because not – so this is maybe more of it. It's because it's the timeouts, but in college basketball, it's the reviews that really get me. Oh, my God. Anything under two minutes goes to the booth, and 
anything that could possibly be, you know, uh, the other way they review. Like, how that's do they, terrible. Here's the thing: how do they how do they determine that? Like, do they are they just like okay, whoever spins their fingers, you know, we'll uh, we'll have it, you know, take a look at it or something like that. Yeah, because like, like, you know they do that finger spin thing to like you know bring up the monitor to yeah get <laughs> a replay yeah, there's, it, there's, it's like there's, just there's dumb. a lot going on in a broadcast booth trust me yeah it, it's just and it's not even like maybe it's not even commercial time it's just idle time it's like two minutes of game time takes like it literally takes 20 to 25 minutes sometimes and it's it's like so dumb but i've never been to going back to football real quick i've never been to a professional or college football game or like commercials will be taking place but like it's got i i've heard like stories from like other people that have and it's just like yeah the players literally just standing around during commercial breaks it's uh, like really weird you know where this wasn't a problem tyler i know you've been to one of these games uh i don't know the afl this was i I, I had a feeling you're gonna throw the afl in there well (laughs) i mean they dude that was like as quick of action of football as you could possibly get Ribbon piece, yeah, piece of the AFL. <laughs> by the way, but yeah, I, I just think like there's just so much idle time, and and like I said with the reviews now, baseball, another sport where it's like in the in the regular season, it's not bad, but you know, and this is not the the thought of the the uh, you know TV or whatever. But why do we gotta change the pitcher nine times in one inning and then like have commercial breaks every time? Well, yeah. Okay. So I I I'm glad you brought up baseball. I will say in baseball, like I don't really get mad at the commercials in baseball because like okay, like between innings, like commercial. Okay, I I get that. Uh, yeah, that's and, fine. And they're not they're not really gonna like honestly like within like the first like as long as your starting pitching is out there or starting pitcher is out there. Like the only ad, uh, the only commercials you're gonna see are like between innings. Um, the only yes. time like the commercials become extra is when, like you said, you pitching have those, those pitching changes. But even then, it's like whatever. Like you know, you're just watching some guys throw a ball around. Like yes, so. but like it's like one batter. Like you have a pitcher and one batter, and then you take him out, and then you take that guy out. It's like dumb. <laughs> well, I, that happens more often in the playoffs. But go ahead, Bobby. I was gonna say, can I introduce you to a story from 2017 that I I, I remember seeing the original clip in a compilation for uh, a baseball compilation, and I definitely want to bring this to your attention because this is gonna be right in line with you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Howie Rose, um, Mets play by play. So uh, this comes from August 7, 2017, when the Mets were playing uh, the Dodgers, which by the way they lost eight nothing to. Um, He said this, and it's written on the uh, New York Post, and this is what it was verbatim. Um, So uh, on the screen, I'm not showing the clip on the the screen because I I can't quite find it. But um, what it basically was is they're going through, like, the normal graphics that you go through when you start a baseball game, like the starting lineup, the the pitcher stats, like all all that fun stuff, right? So uh, Howie Rose doesn't like this very much. Um, He actually hates this. So he goes... The Dodgers have won the first six and will go for the series sweep tonight just as soon as the network stooge down there says it's okay to play baseball. He ran <laughs> before the opening pitch, which was slated for 8.05, but came a bit later. The pitcher, Steven Matz, he's rubbing the ball. He's ready to go. The home plate umpire, Tim Timmons, looks, looking suitably disgusted, just took his mask off and kind of rests, his, rests it against his left hip as he helplessly stares near the Dodgers' dugout where said network stooge is holding all the cards. 
So suspended animation on the field right now. You've got nine Mets standing around. You've got the Dodgers leadoff hitter, Chris Taylor, standing. It really is ludicrous. But now, and only now, do we get the okay. So we're going to have a baseball game here tonight. About seven hours later than we would have. <laughs> I love that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, go you're waiting to around that long. Like, what do you fucking do? Like, pick your nose, scratch your butt? Like, there's literally nothing to do if you're a baseball player waiting yeah. around that long. The, 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 this was so bad to watch. To go find the clip, and again, I can't quite find it right now, but go find the clip. It's in, like, announcers getting angry montages usually because th this one is just legendary. I you love do it. that fucking, like, leg swing thing where you kick the grass oh, or yeah. whatever. I love, the, like, the rubbing the ball, too, because it's, like, a close-up, and he literally is, like, rubbing the ball. He's like, all right, I'm just going to keep rubbing this ball until I start threading the damn thing and we're, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna keep waiting until uh this guy over here just says okay to go uh, <laughs> i mean i hate I the was, Mets, but this was awesome if i was like a left fielder i would have seen like if i could have like run to home plate really quick and try to round the bases and make it back to my position <laughs> no no you know you do this, this is a scene from bench warmers where you just start picking at the grass sitting on the ground looking at a beetle or something like that <laughs> like you just kind of try yeah you, you, you sit on the ground like try to find a dandelion blowing the dandelion yeah I tried to make a quick buck by going to sign an autograph or two from the from the fielders behind me. You know what I mean? Like from all the fans right there. Especially like if you're at third first base, just walking over. Hey, you want an autograph real quick or a picture? And just slide yeah. twenty. <laughs> That's really funny though, because um, yeah, I just feel like there's so much friggin' idle time, and it's like it's just not necessary. You're like you're holding up a lot a lot of time, and so I want to transition to hockey and then to soccer. Um, because hockey is, is good. Um, I think it's a sport that needs commercials because you need commercial breaks. Like it's a very, uh, this sport is very intense. Like it's a very athletically fucking, it's all up and down the ice and this and that. So you do need that. Yeah. So the way the commercials work for the NHL is, um, from the 14 minute mark of a period and, to the 10-minute mark, there's a commercial break. From the 10-minute mark to the 6-minute mark, there's a commercial break. And from the 6 to the end of the period, there's a commercial. A commercial can't take place on an icing um, or on a... I think it's the start of a penalty. Um, and then, like, so say there's no stoppage in play between 14 minutes and 10 minutes, that, com that commercial break is lost. Right. So it's a very, like... You know, they don't mess around. Like, it's very set. Um, it's very, like, okay, let's, you know, just get this going. Um, it's funny. There was, like, a clip from a couple of years ago where uh, the it was the Ducks game. I don't know who they were playing, but, like, literally a pane of glass fell uh, for no reason, and it had to be replaced. And the, they eventually – they event exactly. They eventually actually ended up like sending the players to the locker room and having like an extended intermission, but like they did not go to commercial through that whole time, which was like a ten minute ordeal because they were just like can't do it. Yeah. Like, um, okay, this is how this works. Right. Like, yeah. This is how we install. You see new him pane lining up the pane on the left side of the glass now. Now he's got to get the right side. This is like oh, a Booger McFarland call. He's, he's got to got to finish <laughs> smoothly. Just, just, just oh, he's going to get out of there. Tease it. Tease it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, calm down. Hello. Kid. Welcome to NHL ASMR. I'm Pierre McGuire, <laughs> and we're going to the next. Do I, do I don't you know, know who couldn't do ASMR, Doc? No, no announcer should be able to do ASMR. Well, I, I do want to say real I need, quick. I need energy. Yeah, I, I do want to say real quick, though, to, to, to get back on, on, on topic. When the TV timeouts happen in hockey, 
there actually is a purpose in terms of the actual game because uh, you have ice workers who come out and clear yeah. the snow off the ice, and that's typical, which is good, which is good. Um, snow Hitting snow when you're skating sucks. Uh, that's not fun. And that'll definitely, that can stop a puck most of the time. Like, if you yeah, snow, man. it'll stop a puck. Um, <laughs> I remember when, uh, this is a quick flyer story related to the ice workers. Uh, there's the ice girls uh, for the flyers. Uh, the Flyers took him away for a season, and I've never seen the Wells Fargo Center so angry in my life. <laughs> like, they actually bitched and moaned until they brought the Ice Girls back. It was hilarious. I just, I just want to point that out real quick. But there is actually a practical purpose for TV timeouts in hockey, which is nice. Like, at least, and like the- they're not just skating around. They, they go, they get some water, and the ice workers come out and clear the snow off the ice. It's nice. And not to mention, I'm pretty sure the commercials are never over like a minute and a half. Um, no. It's very quick. They're pretty short, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I I like hockey for that. And then the one sport that, you know, does it obviously, perfectly. yeah, does it as as well as we would like it as soccer. And we had talked about this before because I had mentioned that I think, well, I think soccer deserves more popularity for a lot of reasons. Um, US, but I think absolutely. it it'll guess in the U.S. Sorry, it'll gain popularity from some viewers because of the non-commercial thing. Because when people start to get fed up with the commercials and stuff like that it's like hey maybe you know soccer there ain't no commercials uh there's halftime and you can get commercials in there but besides that it's it's 45 minutes each half of of all action and um it's just awesome like it's there's you know the other thing i love about soccer too and it's it's got to be a u.s thing because and this drives me insane but i watched the premier league in england and if a game it's supposed to start at 10 a.m. Eastern time, I should say. It starts at literally on the dot, not not before, not after. 10 o'clock. Here, <laughs> you gotta watch a goddamn football game, you know, baseball game, football game, whatever, basketball game. Game supposed to start at seven. Starts at 7:15. Like, I, that drives I, me fucking insane. I I will say, like sometimes, I, I okay. By far, the worst sport when it comes to that is basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. Because they will have their tip-off time at 7 p.m. and then at 7:15, and the guys aren't even on the court yet. But, <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> but I, I will say, some sports like they'll kind of like get around that, and like, like typically I'll say like, oh, like a baseball game starts at you know, si- uh, you know, just casually to you, I'll say it starts at six o'clock. Where in reality, the scheduled time is like is 6:10 p.m. And, yeah. And, and and but but it's like it'll actually start on time then. Mm. Right. There was so a, it, just, uh, it depends yeah. on how you look at it in that sense. There was a there was an announcer also who uh, for hockey who ranted about uh, a ten oh five start time uh, because they're they're. I remember that. For, like I a, remember it's that. It's a huge rant, but like it's on a school night. Ten oh five start time. Everybody's going to bed. He just seems <laughs> losing his mind over it. It was so funny. I forget. I forget who it was. Uh, who I think it was a Chicago. It was a it was a Chicago game. I know Chicago was involved, but I forget. Who the announcer That's funny. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. That it's just the commercial dick thing. I do want to transition to the instant replay part of it because, <sighs> for me, this might be the bigger problem. And this this instant replay talk might also open up a bigger yeah. This conversation. is going to open up a big vault. We just just know we were so, getting into. Yeah. <laughs> so instant replay might be like also maybe more half or more than half to blame for all this because yeah that also takes up time and then with those we have commercial breaks as well mm-hmm. but 
that's the thing when I brought up about college basketball, as that's when I most see it. It's like, again, two minutes left in the game, they do all the reviews. And there's times where in in that two minute time span, like you might get four reviews that last like in total like a good like ten minutes, and like it just takes up so much time. And then on top of that, you have the timeouts. And I want to bring up this question um, and kind of broaden this is for whatever reason that you think uh, for the integrity of the game or for just the pace of play or whatever. Do you think instant replay is like ruining sports, or is it good? Is it? Do you still believe it is good for sports? Uh, I I, th- I think it's good for sports, but the thing is, like, it comes with like the, um, you know, there's pros and cons, and then obviously the big con is, um, is the, you know, maybe you'll have some extra commercials. I will say, um, even with instant replay like soccer like they still do no commercials yeah. like they want yeah, they, they, like because like, because it also depends like you said college basketball sometimes they like they will take 30 seconds to review something sometimes they will take 10 minutes right yeah it's it's there's no in between something yeah. so i actually i was actually thinking about making a video about this um possibly by myself but the via the, the, you know the var thing in soccer um i really thought it was a great idea when it was introduced and it was like yeah this could only be good and then like this season in the premier league it's been an absolute disaster for more Why? reasons uh because it's literally depicting a guy is offside by like a fucking hair and they're like taking 10 minutes to review it and then you know it's like it's just like do we really need to blow up a picture ten thousand times to figure out if a guy is like, offside? But do you do you care more about getting the call right or your airtime? What do you care more? So, to an, well, to an so, extent. So, so, Bobby, here's the thing. I don't know if they do this in the Premier League. Tyler, you can tell me. In Major League Soccer, they do not review anything unless um, the video official senses uh, an error that is clear and obvious yeah so i i love this whole clear and obvious thing by the way throughout instant replay it's the same thing for for the premier league but it's but essentially offsides i guess of any sort is considered an error and that's why like offsides has been the big thing that's been a problem in the premier league because um it's either right or it's wrong so like it's (laughs) there's there's it's got to be one or the other and that's why it's like they review it so much but i'm just not i I never like this in any sport like the sport is officiated by humans and the games are uh, fast like it's i don't think it's fair to blow up uh, a picture of 10,000 times or slow it down so like you can just see something like that is just like that that's all part of the instant replay error like that doesn't happen before like it just it can't and and to bobby's point like do you want to get the call right or not like again it's to an extent like yes if it's a clear thing like that's wrong like yeah change or whatever but i don't think you should be taking 10 minutes because of something that's so close that you can't tell and yeah this whole thing with being clear and obvious like you know, but, but I get that, but there's the, also discretion there. Will you say the same thing if the call affects an outcome for one of your teams? That's my question to you. So let's say the Broncos are in the Super Bowl again. They're playing whoever the hell, right? 
it's 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 down to the wire last few seconds of the quarter last minute or so you're up by three right and you know uh your opponent marches up the field they're in the red zone they throw a touchdown that they call a touchdown review comes down and they're looking about whether he bobbled the ball on the ground think the uh jesse james catch in the afc championship game with Steelers mm. and pats mm-hmm. and they're looking at this for 10 minutes and now you know the broadcast is going to show you all those angles too right now if you see on one of the angles that the ball is bobbled are you are you really going to tell me that you're going to be happy with the call if they come back and say there's no evidence of this even if they look for 10 minutes well no so in my head i in that case i'd be like oh shit that's gonna get over overturned fuck like that's my reaction but then i don't know like that's my question to you like you saw it they're taking forever to review because they really want to see even if it's uh, again while you're suggesting a really zoomed in angle and you see the ball move a little bit right now the now the referees couldn't possibly have saw that but we're talking about the Super Bowl here, and this is the call that's going to decide whether they get a touchdown and beat you or not. Are you really going to sit there and complain about the review? Well, I mean, of course I will. It, it, it's it's the problem becomes is like all up to discretion, and even though like you've seen plenty of calls where it's like, oh yeah, that's obviously like the fucking Des catch, right? Everybody's right. like, yeah, that was a catch, but it wasn't a fucking catch to the refs right. or like or anything else. So like. At some point, it's like... <sighs> but but, but, how, but how can you complain about the review if it's the possibility that the call is right? I mean, again, let me let me be clear. I understand why one would be annoyed at looking at the smallest bit, but that's why I'm asking, like, what's important to you? Like, getting the call yeah. right or whatever. Because, look, if the ball... Like, the, the, if the rule... I mean, I, I say this with an absolute grain of salt. If the rule is clear enough in the NFL rule book about a bobble <laughs> ball, right... And even if, like, an official couldn't see it, but a, a one camera angle definitely saw it, are you really going to argue that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean... Because <sighs> I, like I feel like you can't do both. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yes, you can. There's, like, How? there's fan bias. Well, of course well, you can. That's what but, I was that, but, say. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that you can't... Well, no, that's a, that's a reasoning. As being a fan of a team, it clouds our judgment. That's but the, okay. But then is it hypocritical in, the, in that regard? Because if you're complaining about all these review angles, but, but then one of those angles helps you win a game, are you really going to be able to complain oh, at that Oh, of course. Dude, yes, fan, it is definitely hypocritical. Dude, I was, about to, I was about to say, like, you know, being... You know, being a fan, like everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone's has a oh, well, yeah. sure, like, yes, that that, that does come fan. being a sports fan. I'll 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 say that much. But I think video review is one of those different stories. I mean, look at look at the Saints situation with with the pass interference, right? I mean, seriously, like they yeah, the, but the humans a, missed it. Like they, a, they should as, have been able to review, and that review would ra- have easily overturned the call. As a Rams fan, do you go, yeah, well, that we, that was not pass interference. I like, swear <laughs> to God, if any Rams fan says it's not pass interference, I'm going to knock them out because it's, yeah, just, it's so clear contract. But what I'm saying is, like, I think even most Rams fans agree that that's pass interference. Right. Like, no shot. So I, I would think they would have even agreed with the review, like, yeah, it was probably pass interference. You know yeah, I mean, it, but that, hmm, it's so tough, like, Again, that's something that was clear. That is something that was clear and obvious. Like, so here's the thing. And I the guess humans that you said you whole. want to keep hold of the game missed it. Yeah. So, if if, if the situation is presented where uh, is you know a thing like you said before, um, 
Do I want them to review it? Yes. I think that a play like that should be reviewed in a game of that magnitude, and it should be reviewed. However, I don't think if you're looking... I, I still don't think, and even as a fan in that situation, I don't think it should be going to this this micro you know thing uh, that that determines it because like again if it's not clear and obvious like you you're not going to catch that on the field and that's what like i feel like there's too the, people rely too much on the on instant replay it's like okay well you know we didn't get it but let's go to instant replay so so i'm glad you brought that up tyler i have, i have a question for all of you guys um, are we in agreement or disagreement that the NFL has seriously screwed up video review for pass interference? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. It's fu- all fucked up. Well, <laughs> they they can't it. get it right. Well, but 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 that, but that, but like again, you look at the Saints regime. Well, you know the humans are going to get it right. So, yeah, but like th- th- well, were- so here here's the problem with what the refs are doing now. They're throwing the flags and reviewing them. So oh, like, well, or, or, it's, or, or sorry, okay. that, that's 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 not what I'm trying to say. Well, no, you're right they're, though. But you're right though. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. They're so, throwing the flag and thinking and then, it's pass and, interference, and then going to the review to actually determine if it was or not. Exactly, yes. and then most of the time it's upheld right. and it's bad for the team. Yeah, no. And I, I'm here's with you here's on the that. other. I thought you were talking about the coaches challenging the pass interference. That's where I'm no, no. confused. Sorry. Here's the other thing. It's like a play where. And we've seen this time and time again where a quarterback gets hit, the ball comes loose. Is it an incomplete pass or a fumble? Well, refs are now kind of being trained to be like, okay, have it as a fumble so the return can be can can be upheld. There's a problem with that. You're relying on instant replay. So if you if it has to be clear and obvious clear and obvious, you can't tell like Say it's like so small, like you can't really tell. Then you have to go with the fumble play. You're relying on it. That I actually disagree with you, Tyler. I I think for the most part that is pretty clear cut. Look, I, I think for the most part you can determine whether or not. Okay, like if a quarterback's like going to the ground, like I. Uh, but I'm talking about like if you like bat his hand or something or like hit his arm because like that for the most part I I think is kind of obvious and. Letting the play continue in that sense, I think, is a good thing. Let, can, I, ju- I just... Sorry, go ahead, Bobby. Okay, cool. Can I offer a solution? Uh, a possible solution mm. for all of this? Yeah. Would you be for... Would you be in support of maybe eliminating the officials calling for a review? Not the guy... Not, like, the guy they have, like, in, in you know... It, like, the video official. But the officials on the field calling for a review. So, like, giving the coaches challenge more power. Exactly. Because, I mean, it's one thing if there's, you know, a goal line play, right, and, you know, they do what the Seahawks did and run the ball on the goal line and back it in, right? And, you know, there's always a big pile up, right? So, that case, I can see the officials being like, okay, one person saw a possible touchdown. Someone said he was down beforehand. Let's go to review. Like, that's an understandable official review, right? Like, for for, for most plays like that, right? Mm -hmm. But for something like pass interference... Where, you know, most of the time, I would argue, pass interference is pretty cut and dry, pretty obvious most of the time. You'd you'd think. <laughs> you would think. You would think, right? So, and I'm with Brendy about how they should definitely not be throwing the flag, then going to review. 
if they're right, gonna f- and then and then praying <laughs> right yeah so I, I, I what i'm saying is let's eliminate the official review from like a pass interference call so let's say they throw the flag for pass interference right that call stands unless the coach challenges which i think makes sense because then that lets the referees one make more judgmental calls that like actually make sense two they're not relying on video and three the coach is there to kind of give the ref the checks and balances to actually make sure the call was correct yeah, so, go ahead. I was going to say, I just think that has to happen through all because, so actually, Brendan, yeah. like, so say, so, say instead of like the play I described, like it is a fumble that has return yards, like fumbles, sometimes fumbles are really hard to decipher. And then it comes down to, okay, well, let's stick with the call on the field. But like they're, the refs are making that call thinking that that replay could tell them otherwise or like they're relying on replay so they're just making a call that they're trying to do when in reality like it's not really fair because i think those i i I think those are like exceptions though i don't think that's the majority of those plays no but that could really change the outcome of the game like well, well, so, any, well, so, well with that argument anything can yeah well yeah, and then, sure. but then let's 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 also give the officials at least in the NFL a little bit of credit here the NFL rule book is not helping them let's 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 give them a little yeah. bit of credit because when it comes to fumbles and and stuff like that and, and you know especially for plays where they're looking about if if it's a fumble from the quarterback if his arm is moving forward like they they're looking for the slightest movement, right? And they have to be. I don't think the, I think the NFL rules for those situations are always way too broad for the referee to actually make a call unless they look at it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we how many times we complained about the NFL rules for a long time. For, for, yeah, for various we complained about things. the NFL. <laughs> right. So uh, that that's why I'm saying like like let's eliminate the the idea of of the officials on the field calling for a review. Like I I kind of like we again I'm not a, a soccer uh, viewer at all. Um, so I like the idea of a video official, uh, calling the refs if there is a, you know, uh, was it clear and obvious or is that what you, the term yeah. you know? Yes. Clear and obvious is the standard. Clear and obvious. So uh, I like the idea of a video official calling for a clear and obvious review if something happens that the officials missed on the field, but the officials on the field are not able to, uh, to call for for the review themselves right and then let's say that happens or like i said from from what my my uh, suggestion is the coach challenges which gives them a ton of power with it which i think is a great thing if the coach is able to challenge and 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 for plays like this a lot more frequently or or you know actually be able to kind of swing the tide then at that point i don't think there's anything wrong with looking at all the camera angles that you have at least i don't think so. so so quick question i have i know we're running low on time so i'll try to be quick but I want to um, let's talk about targeting in college football. Oh, please! Um, <laughs> well, this is so stupid. This ties in with instant replay, though. So uh, I can't remember if it started last season or this season, but last now um, college um, college football referees are trained to if they see tar- like if they see something that might be targeting to throw the, the flag. flag but uh, now the standard is it's not targeting unless it is clearly targeting. Okay. So, like, 
if they go to review for targeting and it's like kind of borderline, it doesn't matter. Like they're they're reversing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick. So what would you think about that? Well, I'm gonna real quick say targeting is a tougher tougher one to debate about, and I'm gonna be completely honest. I don't know where I'd fall in that situation because that whole rule is supposed to protect the players because of all the CT and concussion worries that have been going around for football lately. So. I can kind of understand why they're doing that, but at the same time, it is kind of ludicrous when there are a lot of clear, clean football hits that still get the flag thrown. Like, I forget. Mm -hmm. There was one specifically that was really bad, like a season or two ago. It was one of a lower, like an unranked team. It was the cleanest, yet biggest football hit you'll ever see, and they threw the flag for targeting. Now, the good thing they didn't kick him out of the game for it, but it was it was still bad. So I, I'm on both sides of the fence on when it comes to targeting, unfortunately think um and i i will say uh, sorry to interrupt no, i just wanted to say really quick i i'm not i wasn't really trying to say that from like you know a target like from a um how it like how you might view about the targeting pedal i meant specifically about like they 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 will reverse it unless it is clear and obvious which is the, is good obviously. i yes. know it's like it's kind of like a double edged sword though because like this whole clear and obvious thing when when it's <laughs> it's going to sound dumb when i say this but when it works it works and when it does like when it doesn't it doesn't because when it works it's like okay we missed a call we got this but then it's like it makes other calls like i feel like it, it kind of makes other calls a little bit more up in the air, like sketchy, because like it's like okay, well, is it clear and obvious? Well, it's it's not, or is it? Like there, there's there's a gray area. I feel like with that, you know what I mean? Like everybody's clear and obvious might be different. <laughs> and, well, I, but that's up to the league to figure that out, which the NFL obviously hasn't. But it, it's, it, I think it definitely, I think it helps what you keep complaining about about the camera angles. But, you know, it kind of keeps the referees from throwing flags for maybes instead of, like, either, like, yes, this was clear to us or we just completely missed it. You know what I mean? I just feel like there. I mean, there's, this isn't going to change um, no, unless, you know, fucking not. robot refs are introduced. But well, there's just so many MLB gray started. areas. MLB started. I was going to say, yeah, uh, I was well, going to say the minors, minors, yeah. I, I don't know what level, but minors in baseball. Um, but it, there's, there's just, maybe what it all comes down to is you're right. Kind of with the rule books, like maybe there is just too much gray area. Um, I know kind of tying this back in with the original conversation is that, you know, instant replay, like, of course is going to take up time. And then just all this added with the commercials is just very, sometimes, like I said, watching football is the one sport where I just, it's very frustrating. It it's, it's just so... Um, like I said, I'm very fortunate for Red Zone. And for me, like, that's honestly the only way to watch football at this point for me because it's just, it's, you know, it's, um, you're not going to see every play from every game. That's fine. Like, I don't need to see every play, but, like, I also don't need to see so much fucking idle time that's happening, and um, which is most of football. I mean, at the end of the day, football is a 60-minute game, and I get their stoppages and this and that, but, you know, the games are fucking three and a half hours kickoff it's commercials should crazy. absolutely not happen those are those are the worst though ones. yeah i will say they've kind of done a better job in the past like season or two but so bad. i i, I so mean i remember bad. yeah probably like seven eight years ago just those kickoff commercials drove me absolutely fucking bonkers they still do. like they still do. dumb it's, dumb it's, it's, it's dumb i mean yeah the nfl is the worst of it 
you know, there's so much money involved in football. You know, I know baseball is called America's game, but I know a lot more people casually watch football than baseball. Like that just has to be a fact. Like, uh, you know, even if you're a fan of a certain team, I still feel like you're still down to watch a football game, even if your team's not involved. Yeah. Like, even if you're not like a hardcore football fan, I think casually, like if someone invites you, Hey, you want to come over and watch some football? Most people are cool with that rather than, Hey, you want to come and watch, you know, the Astros beat the shit out of the Marlins for a couple of games. Like, you know what I mean? I think, um, yeah, I, I would agree. I don't know. I, I know there are stats on this, and I was I was doing some research before the show, kind of about about all this what we're talking about. And I didn't pull anything because you know I feel like it was kind of a lot of unofficial stuff, and and TV I, numbers are hard to get and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it really is. And, but I will say, kind of from what I've seen, yeah, the NFL like it, it, there's basically a lot of graphs in terms of like actual play time and 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 the length of the uh and, and just all time being idle and i think like the one less i seen like number one was soccer number two was nhl in terms of like obviously good um and then like less was nfl no surprise there and mlb was i think right above that but um but yeah it's it's just it's it's tough to watch sometimes as a sports fan and um and yeah, I, and it's not going to get eliminated anytime soon. But it was just kind of a rant we wanted to go on for the show that it is very frustrating. And um, you know, if there's anything that could possibly be done to eliminate that or eliminate all the idle time, I would love it. But it's not very uh, realistic. Can I get a fuck the shield in the chat, boys? <laughs> fuck the shield. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, that'll wrap up that conversation. And we're going to be kind of be light on the uh, back end here because no Zach's track of the week. And we are ending. Shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what right. did you do? <laughs> Holy shit. I knocked over my uh, my water bottle. And. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I have a, a mini chessboard here that has the pieces <laughs> on it, and it just so happened to just hit like everything on the chessboard. <laughs> so just completely, just completely ruined everything. Sorry. Wow, good that. job. You're stealing my job. I was, I, I literally thought that was Brundy. Like, I'm not even kidding. When the first half, I was like, so, what are you doing everybody. now? My bad. That sucks, though, because I don't get to pick up the pieces off the ground now. That sucks. <laughs> Shit. Um, oh, I just kicked one. Cool. Went all the way over here. I, I thought like Brundy like it sounded like somebody <laughs> spilled like their their like drink their soft uh s- yeah soft serve yeah I was about soft to say. serve ice cream. <laughs> what their, the hell soft drink but uh but no continuing on yeah we are going to end the picks for this season um we'll bring them back at some point but we do want to make some changes and kind of really figure out a direction we want to go with it um. After our podcast last week, it kind of came to me after the podcast last week. Um, I was in the middle of watching the uh, the football games, the Sunday football games. I was like, oh, I was I was supposed to do the picks on Twitter, and you know, we're a lot of it was based off the NFL season, and we're winding down there. Um, so, if anybody is interested, the uh, the right, stats. Let's, let's let's hear how bad I lost. So the, the stats at the end of the uh, the season. Um, ver- again, a lot of skipped weeks, so this is kind of all over the place. But uh, Brendy had 32 points. You went 32 and 22. I had 29. I went 28 hey. and 26. And Bobby, 
Bobby, actually, you cleaned it. You were really bad, and then the last few weeks, you really cleaned it up. You finished 24 and 30, 24 hey, points. Let's go. But I want to kind of go back. Let's see. The last week we did, you went 3 and 1. You kind of cleaned up some stuff there. Uh, the week before, you went 3 and 2. So, like, you had a couple of positive weeks in a row. Uh, this one was not positive, however. You went uh, 1, 2, 3. You went, uh, wow, we had a lot of picks this week. You went two and five one week. Um, but, but yeah, uh, so we're going to end, end that this year. And like I said, at some point we'll bring it back. Uh, I was like, I was kind of thinking in my head, like, well, maybe I should keep it around for like March Madness to come. But then I was like, we're going to do brackets anyway. So we'll share our um, brackets. We'll do a podcast on that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to end that for now. Um, and, and, you know, when Zach's on the podcast, we'll have Zach's track of the week, but uh, a little bit lighter on the uh, back end uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, but with that, we will end the show. Um, thank you for watching and listening. If you want to contact us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and basically everything, YouTube, uh, at Complete Network. Um, we are uh, doing separate videos now from the podcast. We have yes. uh, one that just got uh, put out today. Uh, me and Brandy discussed bowl games and college football, and then we have one coming out tomorrow, yes. possibly. Yes. Uh, that me and Bobby discuss the Patriots and the um, and the dynasty and is it ending and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, we will be doing that um, in the future. We uh, finally said we contra. finally expanded after like twenty episodes of saying we yeah, were going to expand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love to see it, boys. Um. And I mentioned this last episode, but we are at episode 46. Uh, we will have uh, some special stuff coming up for 50 and, and whatnot, which we'll uh, let you guys know about. But that is all. Thank you for uh, watching and listening, and we will see you next time for episode 47 of the Come Play Podcast.